Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. You know it! Yes, sir! Ah! Hey, what day is it? Oh, day! Oh! Came quick! Thank you! How are you, sir? Uh, you know. Oh! Good morning. I am in a glass case of emotion this morning. Man. I mean, are you kidding me? What I just saw last night? Luca! Oh, just shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. That's I a mean, bad man. What in the heck? I was going to cuss and I clean myself up. I just, I, come on, man. Why? Jeez. Why my team? Do it against somebody else. Oh, we went one eight in a row. Now we've lost four in a row. We're the same old sorry A Knicks. Here's one stat you like to be on the wrong side of. NBA teams were 0 and 13,884 in the last 20 years when trailing by at least nine with 35 or fewer seconds remaining. 0 and 13,884. Okay? Well, keep that in mind as I read you this one. This this Twitter stroke of genius from a well-respected uh, guy who uh, works for the New York Post. is We've had him on this show. He wrote the Coach K book. He's never coming on the show again. Ian O'Connor says this. Sometimes... The LeBrons, the Kobe's, the Jordans, the Magics, and Birds just won't let you win the game, no matter what you do. Same thing with Luka tonight. This wasn't the Knicks' fault. Like Mike Breen said, that's one of the greatest performances you'll ever see. This wasn't the Knicks' fault. This wasn't the Knicks' fault. Really? Really, Ian? Because... How about the 13,864 other teams in the last 20 years that had a nine-point lead with 33 seconds to go and didn't blow it? Box out, you idiots! Ah! He was so... And then I had to read the responses. I'm sorry, I'm just venting. Don't worry, I'll get off this in a second. It's not about the Knicks today. Nobody cares about the Knicks. But Luka did have a historic triple-double. 61 points. Was it 20 rebounds 60, and 10 assists? 60, 20, and 10. The first 60, in NFL, 20, NBA and 10. history. Good God almighty. He was so good, he made the Knicks miss three uh, free throws. You'll defend Tibbs to death for playing four guys more than 45 minutes and for not challenging the Doncic free throw for not hitting the rim. Just a brutal game, coach. What game were you watching? Yeah, Luka had a great game, but they let him dominate him. Dude, they gave up four threes in 33 seconds. They blew a nine-point lead. with Doncic, Deuce missed a free throw during that time. The Knicks choked. Luka had a masterful game. Both statements are true. Amen to that. Good gracious. 
We stink. Anyway, enough of that. But yeah, congrats to Luca. Great. Freaking great. All right, Jags, back to work today. I'll change subjects and feel a lot better about my first place, Jacksonville Jaguars. They get back after it today, and uh, now they begin game preps for Houston. We'll talk to Dougie P today. We'll find out what he's thinking, what he's feeling. I'm I'm assuming, and I'm going to guess correctly in talking to a player or two that they're going to play their guys and that they're going to play to win. And, again, you can still win the wild card, and it's not – like, five things have to happen, but all five are feasible. You know, do you think Miami's going to win another game with the Tua situation? I don't, I don't know. And Miami has to lose both games, and then the, you know, Pittsburgh has to lose one of two, and and the Jets have to lose this weekend, and New England would have to lose next weekend, and that's it. And if all that happens, and the Jags somehow beat Houston and lose to Tennessee, uh, which I don't think is going to happen, and none of us do, uh, they would be in the wild card. I think Tennessee's done. I don't know how he can rally the troops. I really don't. I don't think Tennessee can. Tennessee is just beat to heck. And they have a game Thursday that doesn't matter to them. They cannot make the wild card. So I got to assume that they may rest the guys. Derrick Henry is on the injury report. What does that tell you? Tells me they're not playing anybody. Uh, Danico Autry, Christian Fulton, Derrick Henry, Imani Hooker. Did get upgraded. But not participating. Dylan Cole, Zach Cunningham, Bud Dupree, Nicholas Petit-Ferre, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Thompson, Limited, Autry, Fulton, Henry, Hooker. So... Be interesting to see how they attack that game Thursday. They do have extra days to recover, but you have to think that I don't know. I, don't, I the Titans have lost what now five in a row. They lost to Houston at home on Sunday. They've got Dallas, and then they come here to Jacksonville. So it's looking good. It's looking good. If you had told me. When we were sitting there two and three or two and five or two and seven, we would have a a chance to win the AFC South. I would have laughed and did laugh you out the building. So the fact that they're there knocking on the door again is is terrific stuff. And I'll take it. I'll take it all day. So uh, a lot to do, a lot to work on. We do have a poll question for you today. We're back in poll business. And our one-to-one financial poll question of the day is a simple one. Trevor Lawrence is now a top five NFL quarterback. Much improved. Really on, only on a hot streak. Or a top 10 NFL quarterback. We have 900 votes. E, what would you say? Top five, much improved on a hot streak only or a top 10 quarterback? Uh, I'm going to say right now he's top five. Top five. 32.4% E, agree with you. You're not alone. Big Bo says he's what, five, between 5 and 44% say he's a top 10, so that's the leader. 198 say much improved. And only 37 say just on a hot streak. Trevor has arrived in the National Football League now. And 
it's going to open up endless possibilities for this franchise, including multiple national games. You know what, Dan? Yes. I'm going to change mine to top 10. Top 10, okay. Yeah, because that's fine. I just want to just, it needs to be more consistent than just these five, six, seven games. That's fair. Yeah, I'm going to say top 10. I have no problem with top five, and I have no problem with top 10. His last seven games, he has played like Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. He has. The numbers back that up. Um, I think he's here to stay. I think he has proven he's, again, this is not to say he's not going to have an El Stinko game. They all do, even Mahomes. But if you look at the ratings, it's two of barely over Mahomes, 105.5 to 105.1. Jalen Hurts, Jimmy G, Geno Smith. This is the quarterback. This is the rating. Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence. So he is a top 10 quarterback in rating. If you go to yards, he's ninth. So he's a top 10 quarterback. If you go to completion percentage, he's 14th. So if you go to say the one that I he's not great at, yards per pass attempt. Who do you think leads the league in yards per pass attempt? If you think about it, you'll say, oh, yeah. Tua? Yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah. Now, He's got maybe the worst arm in the league, uh-huh. but he's got the two fastest, <laughs> right. baddest men on the planet. He could throw a six-yard hit. He threw an 11-yard yard pass the other day for an 85-yard touchdown. That's Tua. It was an 11-yard completion of Jalen Waddell over the middle, and off he went. Jalen Hurts is second. Mahomes is third. Jimmy G is surprisingly fourth. Tanny Hill is fifth. You're going to have to go down to 17th to find Trevor. Yards per pass attempt because we don't hit a lot of deep balls. Yeah, you don't that's just a, it really. Yeah, that's just the bottom line there. We don't hit a lot of deep balls. So um, that's what he's lacking, man. It is what it is. Uh, what was I going to say? Well, he was looking at the top ten. Yeah, top ten. Yeah, but anyway, I forgot. But I'll, it'll come back to me. But Trevor, Trevor has played at an elite level and will need to continue to play at an elite level for the Jags. He has arrived. We'll get multiple. Next year when the schedule comes out. And by the way, if we win the division, understand the teams that we start to play now. We would play we would play the Bengals, right? And we would play the Chiefs again. And we would play um, Buffalo. You play the winners of the division. So that makes things a little tougher. So you do have to improve also. But you know what? We've proven we could trade punches with those guys. So that's that's and then the thing one of the things I was talking about yesterday and I was imploring our our organization and our fan base to understand is you know regardless of how you get there if you get there you have opportunity you must put every invest every single ounce of energy into said opportunity because you never know it looks like the Jags are going to be a on a 10-year tear here where they can win division titles and and get high seeds and win playoff games and, dare we say, go to a Super Bowl. It looks like that. But, man, take advantage of it. Don't be afraid. Don't be satisfied. 
you get to that game. You know, I've watched too many six seeds through the years, and now there's seven of them. Seven in each? Yeah, right. Four and three wild cards. And now there's seven of them. But I've watched plenty of six seeds make the Super Bowl. Jags are going to be a four seed. And it's funny, there's some argument out there about why does a four seed automatically get to host a playoff game? In other words, if the Jags are nine and eight, they'll be hosting, say they're hosting, they could be hosting the 11 and six Ravens. That's the way the cookie crumbles, baby. We won the division. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is beautiful. It's beautiful. So we still got to take care of the business. And now I'm in that, like I was, you know, in the last few weeks, I'm in the I can't wait for the next game mode. I just get so excited about the next game. And I wish this game was at the bank this Sunday. And and it's in Houston. So we're not at the bank again until a week from Sunday. And it's it's a countdown unlike any other. But I would like to climb back to 500 this weekend. I would. And I would like to beat Houston. Dan Arnold was telling me on Monday night when we did the show that that Houston game bugs those guys. It was 13 to 6. It was hot. We, I just yeah. thought we were going to win the It was early time. October. It was 6-6, if you'll remember. We drove the length of the field to start the second half. And we Trevor through the end zone picked the Stingley. I was looking at it last night, the television station. And he threw the end zone pick to Stingley, and we were all like, oh, my God. And then, sure enough, I think there was another. Oh, that was the Trayvon Walker game. He got oh, the penalty. The personal foul? Yes. Yeah. And, that allowed, and then Damian Pierce finally broke a run. Remember, he broke like eight tackles, and then they punched it in and scored to go up 13-6. And you're like, what in the heck is going on here? I just got pissed off, man. Yeah, yeah. That's the game. So they, they know they're a better team than that. But with that said, Houston will battle them again. They will battle them again. Trevor's 0-3. They've lost nine in a row. This has to stop. Houston stinks. Is this a trap game? I don't think so. Because, well, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they'll look. If they're, if they're going to put all their... If Doug Peterson is telling his guys, look, we're playing, we're playing to win, then they know. Because, honestly, they have a much better chance of winning the division, and that means all they got to do is beat Tennessee. So they could, could take the tact of, we're not going to, we're not, we're, you're not playing, you're not playing, you're not playing. But if they say to, psychologically, I think if you say, hey, we're playing, then they know they're playing, then, well, well we're going to win this game. We're focused on this game. And, and he's a good coach in that respect. So I don't think so. I don't think so. But if you could only win one of the next two, you definitely want to win the last one. The last one. Not for this sure. one. I don't want to win this one and lose the last one. So football gods, if you're listening, little G, I know you are. You're you're always there. Sports gods, little G, who put a knife in my back last night for the umpteenth time. In 2022, with the Luca performance, and I won't mention the Rangers getting shut out at the Garden by the Washington Capitals, e because you don't care about that. But I won't mention that either. I heard. But sports gods, little G, if you are listening, we as Jaguar fans, if we could only win one of the next two, and we understand that sometimes has to be that way, 
Please let it be the last game and not this game. That's that's my take. Thank you, Sports Gods, little G. Sincerely, Dan Hicken, a.k.a. Speaker for Jaguar Nation. I'm yes, sorry, Jaguar. Yes. I'm sorry, Jaguar Nation. I, sometimes I have to take that responsibility on. And you, you out there, maybe a few of you out there don't agree with me, but that's too darn bad. Because I'm doing what's best for the franchise. And what's best for the franchise is for us to be AFC South champions. I looked at that again last night, E. That's disgraceful. 20 years of playing in the AFC South. One title. 20 years. 20 years of playing in the AFC South. And it's not like the AFC South has been like... AFC South has been like the... Colts have won it nine times. The Texans have won it six times. The Titans have won it four times. And there's the 2017 Jags. We must get this one. And then we must go on a run. We must win every division title in the 20s. Just to even things out a little bit. And then as I sail off into the sunset with retirement. About 10 years from now. When I get pushed out the door here at 1010XL as an old guy, I'll be satisfied knowing that we've hoisted a Super Bowl. Trevor did what he was supposed to do. We tanked properly, and we are world champions. Thank you. This is the drill. We're just warming up. Hump day Wednesday. We got trivia today, E. Oh, How did you guys do last week without me? Probably not so good. Supreme victory. Probably not so good. Flawless. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, flawless. Uh, I know, E. It's okay. Wink, wink. I see you in there. Wink, <laughs> wink, E. Uh, <laughs> and even, he even asked, <laughs> even asked Jeff the capital of uh, West Virginia. Oh, come on, seriously. <laughs> Carlson. <laughs> you know, snarky Jeff. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with more. Six o'clockers. Good morning. Enjoy the day. All right, we're hanging out here on a hump day Wednesday. Hope you guys are having a great week. I know a lot of you aren't working. And bowl season ain't what it used to be. More on that in a second. I want to talk a little bit about Tua for a second here. The jury remains out, right, on Tua? Are you sold on Tua? Is is you good with Tua? If you're a Dolphin fan, are you good with Tua being your guy? Absolutely, a okay. healthy Tua. A healthy Tua. I'm still not so sure. I tell you what bothers me though. I don't need all you. I don't need all you. Holier than thou's, the young man's health is much more important than the game. No bleep. (laughs) You think the Dolphins are going to say, hey, Tua, what's that? Your head's spinning? Well, don't say anything because we got to win these two games. I mean, look, and I understand what they did. I understand what happened. I understand everything around it. But come on, man. We all know that the young man's health. Here's my thought, though. Tua went to them this time, I, I believe is what I what I read. 
If Tua went to them and is experiencing concussion-like symptoms, that's got to be scary, man. Right. Right? I mean, that's got to be like, oof. So he went to them and said, hey, you know, uh, that that now that gets concerning for me. And I saw the play bounced his head off the turf again. And there's they're not they don't know if it's a new thing or if right. it was a play, but I saw right. that play also. Right. Like, that's gotta be it. Yeah. That had to be it, right? I mean his head kind of snapped back, right? The back of his head. Uh huh. And it was late it was later in the game and you know, so but man, oh man, I, I just this kid's been through a lot, man. This kid's been through a lot. I just wonder what what they're thinking down there. But I promise you, I'll tell you what they're not thinking. We got to play him. We got to just say he's okay. Absolutely. They're going to go through the protocol, they're, especially after everything that happened. They're not that dumb. They may be dumb, but they're not that dumb. So, uh, Dolphins have two games left. Both, you know, we're all in, in, back in the division stuff, you know. They're in the division. So, they have, who do they have? The Patriots and the Jets, I believe. Yeah, Pats yeah. and the Jets. Yeah. They don't have the Bills. They've already played the Bills. And by the way, we need them to lose just to kind of on the on the wild card scenario. But we need them to lose. But the the the, the Dolphins and Tua's had a monster year, but he's had some terrible moments, man. So it's like I don't know. Like I was watching that game, and it wasn't just the picks. It's the you sit there and you think, boy, they sure did surround him with some players, man. Right, and I guess Gasecki's been the 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 forgotten guy because he's gone from like sixty some catches to like thirty catches. So, but when you add Tariq Hill, well, that's what happens. You can't. There's nothing you can do about that. I mean, you know, how do you? There's only so many balls to go around, and Gasecki's been the one who hasn't gotten the the football. So, uh, uh, going forward, let me just look real quick to a. Obviously, has has the um, the monster numbers, the quarterback rating, and such. Uh, on the season, he is sixty four point eight percent, thirty five hundred yards, twenty five and eight. Uh, but the guys who stand out are are the receivers. Man, the receivers are the guys who've had the big year. I mean, Cheetah. Is right behind JJ, and Jalen Waddle's right behind Cheetah, although he doesn't have near the amount of catches. But he has the yards. Oh my gosh, he's got twelve hundred and sixty yards on sixty-seven catches, almost nineteen yards a catch. I mean, I don't think anybody's got that. Does anybody have that beat? There's nobody who has nineteen yards a catch, is there? What's Cheetah left? probably. No, Cheetah's yeah. under that. Cheetah catches? catches a lot of those, you know, with the opportunity to take them. A long way, but then doesn't always doesn't always do it. So let me look at yards per catch average. Uh, the kid in uh, New Orleans, but he's only got 19 catches, so no. Yeah, Jalen Shahid, Rashad Shahid, okay. but Jalen Waddle, 67 catches, 18.8. Gabe Davis, 17.7. That makes sense. He's had a lot of big plays for Buffalo and Valdez Scantling. 17.1. A.J. Brown, 16.3. 80 catches. Um, Darius Slayton, Alec Pierce of Indy, the rookie, 
but he's only got 35. Um, they have a lot of yards per catch. Tyreek Hill is way down there at number 12, by the way, in case you're wondering. But that's because he's caught, again, 113 balls. Yeah. And he's right ahead of J.J. He's caught 123 balls. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on <clears throat> in, the, uh, in the NFL and in Miami. I, it's just a – and they're, they're, you know, they're limping in. They were 8-3. and three. They're like the Titans. You know, they've given teams like the Jets and Patriots new life. The Dolphins should have, if they'd won a couple more games, they'd be sitting at 10-5, and five, sitting pretty, and have clinched. And then it wouldn't matter if Tua missed a couple games. But, and we'll talk to Doc Murphy about this on Thursday. Your first concussion, okay. Your second concussion comes in the third. And then it starts getting concerned. Remember Steve Young? Concussion. He had a bunch of them, man. Troy Aitman. And I can remember Steve Young vividly, and he played a while back now, but I watched. He was in my wheelhouse of football watching, which, by the way, I guess football watching has been in my wheelhouse for 50 years. <laughs> but Steve Young, I can remember vividly on the sidelines with, you know, glassy eye look all the time. And he finally retired because of that. You know, it was too much. So uh, you, you have to you have to worry a little bit about what's going on with that guy. You know, you have to you have to wonder just a little bit about. It. My gosh! All right, I've been harping a little bit on the bowl season. It's, I mean, I just uh, who won the Wisconsin Wisconsin Oklahoma State is a perfect example. All right. They played last night. Now, normally, Wisconsin-Oklahoma State be a game like, all right, let me check this one out. You know, let me see. But neither team had their quarterback. Mertz didn't play? Uh, Mertz. <laughs> uh, Mertz is gator-bound. Oof. Graham Mertz, the savior. Florida football. Oof. Not a good one. It's Graham Mertz. Uh, 57% of his passes. 2,100 whopping yards. Oh, boy. Wish him well. Hope he's good. Good luck. What do he do against uh, the Ohio State? 11 to 20, 94 yards. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Not good. 8 of 18 against Nebraska in the 15-14 win. That's the that's the answer that Florida's got. But anyway, back to the bowl games. You know, and 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 we did get the good news. We should have a good crowd here. And again, that's for for Friday. And that's a tip of the cap to that's a tip of the cap to Greg McGarity and the and the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl staff. I mean, you got to fight like hell to get your get your uh get your teams that you want. And part of the thing is it's such a made-for-TV event. These first 20 bowl games that have been on over the, including the Gators in Vegas, have been so poorly attended. There's nobody in the stands. I mean, you look up at every game. It's just the fact that, well, it's on television. ESPN pays for it, so it, you know, it must be a moneymaker. But I, you know, ESPN wants programming. It's probably, you know, it's not that expensive to do, and they do it, and we get the bowl game, and they show the bowl game, and, but my gosh, 
I mean, you don't know who's playing. You don't know who's staying. You don't know who's going. It's insane. Meanwhile, Florida is, you know, just doing what they're doing over there. I don't know what we're working on. I'm excited about phase one again. The whole phase thing didn't work last year. I don't know how it's going to work better this year. And Billy Napier and, and the, the Florida people are fooling themselves if they think that Florida football comes back next year and goes 6-6 six and six or whatever they do, that people aren't going to go crazy. I mean, I know the Gator Nation here. I'm just giving you a heads up. You know, you tell me where you're going to find wins. I mean, there are, there are these quarterbacks out there. We talked about Sam Hartman weeks ago, and by all accounts, Sam Hartman entered the portal and is going to go to Notre Dame. Why is he coming to Florida? You know why? The kid from NC State. Where did he go? Kentucky. What's what's going on? And you know, it doesn't slow down. Next week, next year, you got to go to Utah with who and when? How are you going to beat Utah out there? Now, what about Cam Rising? Is he going in the portal? You I know? like that kid. Huh? I like He's that gritty. Kid, yeah. Gritty. Uh, you're going to beat Tennessee at home? You're going to win up in Kentucky? Because that's what you got to do next year in your first five. Look, you got two throwaway games, which are a waste of time. Play McNeese State and Charlotte. Why, I don't know. This season could be, like, really off the chains next year. As in, not good. Utah, McNeese State, Tennessee, Charlotte, Kentucky, Vandy at home at South Carolina. Week off, Georgia again, Arkansas at LSU in November at Missouri. Cold, 11 o'clock kick, November 18th. That's right in their wheelhouse. And then Florida State at home. You know, good luck. I mean, uh, look, you go, you go six and six with that. And by the way, that might be about the best you can do. Now, you got guys going in the portal. You got, uh, boy. It's, it's, it's not going to be easy. And the one, my biggest question right now is if you're building this culture, why are some, so many of your guys, now, I understand. We knew there was going to be a, you know, a lot of guys let go. A lot of guys told to, you know, look elsewhere. But not starters, not second-team All-SEC performers. Why are they going in the portal? That makes zero sense. You know, who's done the best job in the portal? 2023 college football team transfer portal rankings. Florida State. <laughs> They're in the top. They're sixth. UCF is fifth. Oh, okay. Michigan is fourth. Michigan State is third. Colorado yeah. is second. Yeah. And Arizona State is first. Where are the Gators? Georgia's 27th. Shoot, Georgia got two receivers that are good from the conference. I'm surprised they're that low. If I'm reading this correctly, I think I am. Transfers in, transfers out. Like Florida State, eight transfers out or in, 11 out. They do a a point system. Adjusted NIL value 
it's good for them, man. Mike Norvell's learned how to work the portal. He's done a terrific job. Oh, my God, Florida's not even in the top 50. Let's see where they have them. There they are, 68. Three transfers in, 22 out. Oof. And again, I don't, I don't mind the 22 out. I do mind if they're starters. And that's what happened late, love late. Now, maybe they come back. I don't know. But I just, again, I'll ask this question. And I need somebody from Florida to tell me the answer to this question. Because the one thing that Billy Napier was holding on to as a positive was the, quote, culture, end quote, that he was building. Okay? And that he was going to take care, Florida was going to take care of the guys who were there as opposed to pay for players to come there. Didn't like it. Said back in August that ain't going to work. Said you got to go buy some five stars. That's the game that's being played. That's the game you got to play. Just like I said for years, build the facilities. Why won't you build the facilities? You're... If a kid has no connection to your school, and they were arrogant, and it and it cost them. It cost them. And now I'm telling you, if they don't buy the five stars, all right, you're going to take care of the kids who are there? Then why are the kids who are there leaving? There's no way they want Ethan White to leave the University of Florida. He's a second-team all-SEC offensive lineman with experience. He's older. He's perfect for your program. I don't know anything about it, but I know he went into the portal. I know the offensive lineman went into the portal. Why are they in the portal? You know, why are they in the portal? Here's Florida who, you know, the one thing, well, he's building a culture. He's getting the guys in. He's getting his guy. Okay. Why are we a step behind? Why, knowing that we just went six and six, and and need a quarterback, a bridge quarterback, because we do have two good ones coming in. But again, the one kid ain't coming for for a year. So that whole recruiting game, yeah, it's great that he committed. And he's a 2024. DJ? Yeah. Check back. All right? Who who knows? (laughs) Right? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But more important... To sign one of the, you know, plum guys who were going into the transfer portal. And that guy was Sam Hartman. And Sam Hartman, by no indication, is coming to Florida. Graham Mertz is. Ugh. I don't know, man. Those are the kind of decisions that make you scratch your head and, and in the end, ultimately, you know, cost you a job. And I, I'm not saying... Napier's done or whatever. We all know it was not a resounding first year. All the grades are in. He wasn't a great first-year coach. He's got to get much better. He's got he's new at it. It's the SEC. Welcome to it. But if you don't figure it out, you ain't going to last long. You're just not. I don't care what anybody says. If you go from six and six to four and eight or five and seven, patience will be gone. Patience will be gone. All right, let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll keep rolling. We got a lot to talk about today. It's Hump Day Wednesday. We got trivia too with Get Smart John coming up in the seven o'clock hour right here on the drill. 
All right, welcome back to the program. You know, you had said you're not worried about Tua. You know, in the Dol- I looked this up in the Dolphins' four-game losing streak. He's completing 52.7% of his passes. 52. I feel like it's better than that. Yeah. I mean, again, they were 8-3. and three. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little worried. Like, have we figured them out, you know, in that <laughs> offense? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, much love for uh, the Jags a little bit in... Peter King's column this weekend. Coach of the week, Dougie P. Of course. When a coach gets fired 35 months after leading his franchise to its first ever Super Bowl win, that coach is going to have a stain on him. How bad did this coach let it get in three years for him to be fired? Luckily, Jags GM Trent Balky didn't let that overly influence his search. Balky, Shad, Tony Khan saw a coach who's a teacher, who's a leader, who's very good for a young team that had just been battered by the failed Urban Meyer experiment and who would be great for Trevor Lawrence. His leadership helped when the Jags were 2-6, and six, flying f- home from London in what looked like a lost season. They are 5-2 and two since with wins over Vegas, Baltimore, Dallas, Tennessee, and a defensively stout Jets in a monsoon. We got a smart coach and coaching staff, said Rayshon Jenkins. We lose in London, we're 2-6, and six, but there's no panic. Just the attitude of we're a good team, we'll fix it. And at this time of the year, he is playing it smart as far as the schedule. He gets us off our feet. He takes care of us. Peterson, that is. He makes sure our mental is right. He's been a player. He knows. King says, who would have ever thought we'd be saying 15 games into Peterson's tenure? You do not want to be playing the Jags in January. Then he says this. Peterson and his staff and Balky's personnel decisions have made that happen. Trent Balky. Masterclass. Give me some sideline passes. <laughs> Not a boy, Super Dave Balky. He did bring in Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. And to be fair, Christian Kirk has done what he should do, getting paid what he's getting paid. All that talk. Yeah, he's definitely making that money. Yeah. Now, I, he's not. Uh, you see, the cheetah said he was a top five receiver. He did. In a podcast. You always, you always want to. Like, we have our opinions, but yeah. it really matters when their peers speak on Oh, that. sure, sure, sure. And that was impressive. Um, but he's he's at least fulfilled his, you know, I, like he had to have those kind of numbers. But Zay Jones has played above and beyond. Oh, yeah. Evan Ingram, huge bargain. Absolutely. Right? Now, Foley Fadikasi, eh, <laughs> you know. But, again, free agency is fool's gold. So if you if you hit on some, then you're doing okay. You know what I'm saying? You're not. You're not going to get. Uh, you're not going to get um, every single one. Free agency is what it is. <clears throat> so you can go. And by the way. Uh, the kid, the guy Peters, who's been playing a long time, has gone in and played football. I mean, he's filling a role, you know. But if you look at their what he did this year, I mean, you have to, you know, tip your cap to him. His free agents have been pretty good. Pretty much all of them, Sheriff yeah. Zay, Kurt. Brandon Sheriff filled. I mean, uh-huh. they paid a lot for him. Ingram, um, 
Well, Marvin Jones has gotten this is his second year here. He had a better first year. He's he's clearly starting to wind down a little bit. Right. I mean, he'll be the odd man out next year. Yeah, because of the the play of Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of expected. Arden Key. Yep. Been kind of what you'd hope for. Only right? ones that really didn't hit was Darius Williams. He hasn't really. But you know what? Since they moved him outside, he's been better. Yeah. They got him out of the. You know, he's he's statistically been better. So. You know, it is what it is. But the the big ones, if he's done okay now, draft pick wise, time will tell. Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, you know, those guys. I don't know. We'll see. And that's the that's that's always going to be more important. But you must continue to tinker with the roster to surround the quarterback with the best possible players. And I think with Ridley, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and then you're faced with the 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 deal of keeping Evan Ingram. You know, I wonder if it could come down to like we can either keep Evan Ingram or Jawan Taylor. I don't know this. I'm just wondering. They don't have a ton of cap room. I know that. Why must you do this? I think you would probably keep Evan Ingram because you have Walker Little. Yeah. Why create a hole? Juwan Taylor's been very good, and Juwan Taylor's going to go make some money somewhere if he's let go here. He's going to be a starter in the NFL, but sometimes you just can't make it all work unless you're the L.A. Rams. And even then, it's finally come to fruition. Who would you keep? I would keep Evan Ingram. I'd probably do the same. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. The mentioning the Rams, it's a good thing they won the Super Bowl because they're toast. They're done. But it worked out, though. But they got their Super Bowl. Yeah. But that's a big gamble because really they only got, I mean, that one year. I mean, really. I mean, if you think about it, right? But it was worth it, though. They but got a Super Bowl. It was worth it. Although, when you ask them in two more years, when they're still at the bottom of the, Abs- yeah. was it worth it? They're going to be going, uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's a what have you done for me lately league. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they they had a great run. It started really in when McVay came. And he got to the playoffs his first year, and they lost to the Falcons. And they were 11-5. and And then the next year, they got to the Super Bowl. Lost to the Patriots 13-3. And they missed out. They went 9-7. and And then they went and got... Staff and yeah, everybody. And then, well, and then they... Well, they didn't get Stafford yet, but they went 10-6. and And they won a wild-card playoff game in Seattle, but then lost at the Packers. Okay. If you remember. And then, then they won their Super Bowl, and... Now they won't be in the postseason for a while. I don't think. No way. They got no no capital. They got no money. So All the players are going to retire. Aaron Donald's going to be done. Aaron Donald looks like he could care less. He's shut down for the see you next year, maybe. Again, it would not shock me if McVay walks away, too. Right. He's like, I just, I don't want to do this. It's too much. Pull a Sean Payton. He'll stop and then. Go do TV. uh Uh-huh. Make $10 million a year or whatever they're paying him. And Payton's going to. 
Peyton's going to back coaching. Uh-huh. McVay takes a year off, two years off, or becomes Dick Vermeil and takes 10 years off. He's young as heck. McVay could take, McVay could be Vermeil. McVay could take 15 years off and come back and coach. He'd be 50. He could. Right? He's a young guy. I mean, you remember what Dick Vermeil did, right? He was Kansas City. No, Dick Vermeil was the head coach. Well, when I was a kid, uh-huh. he was the head coach of UCLA. Okay. So you see, you know, then he jumped to the NFL and right. he was the Eagles coach in 76. In 1976, he was a head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He took that franchise to a Super Bowl and lost to the Raiders. And then he burned out in 1982. He said, I'm done. He resurfaced in 1997, 15 82 years. 97? Yes. <laughs> he did television for college football for 15 years. He was comfortable. He was great. And he wanted to get back in. He got back in in 1997, and he coached in St. Louis and Kansas City from 97 to 05. He had a great run. He won a Super Bowl with St. Louis, and he got the Chiefs to the playoffs where they lost. Playoffs. Yeah. All right, 7 o'clock hour coming up. This is The Drill. (laughs) Welcome back to The Drill, 7 o'clock. 7-11, actually. Up and about. Good morning, Googans. Hopefully many of you are enjoying some time down, some time off. Jeffrey's got a little, a few days off. We'll be back full gear Monday, rocking and rolling. College football playoff coming up Saturday. I love Georgia over Ohio State. I know everybody thinks Ohio State has a chance, and maybe they do. Maybe Georgia will be in a close game finally, but Georgia always seems to be about a touchdown better than everybody else. So we shall see. I should take a couple minutes here and and talk about J.J. Watt, who announced his retirement yesterday. The Jaguar killer. 17 career sacks against the Jags. I can remember him lining up against Luke Jokel and just being terrified. (laughs) In hindsight, that is just so bad. I just remember him lining up against Luke Jokel and slapping Blake Bortles around like a rag doll. And guy was a three-time defensive player of the year for the Texans. But the real kick in the hoo-hoos, if you're a Jag fan, and you know this, I don't know why I'm bringing it back up, but I mentioned it on TV. I'll mention it here as well. 2011, Jacksonville Jaguars, first-round pick. Well, they were eyeing a quarterback, but they, Gene Smith and the boys thought they had to trade up to get him. So they moved up in the draft to number 10 with Washington in a trade with Washington. I think they were like at 16. I can't remember exactly where they were. But they moved up to number 10, take their franchise quarterback, a young man who threw 16 touchdowns in the offensive-oriented Big 12, then at Missouri, BG, Blaine Gabbert. Jaguars liked what they saw. Oh, six-foot-four, big arm. To make all the throws, including backwards ones. Blaine Gabbert was the choice of the Jaguars. The Houston Texans, meanwhile, sitting there at number 11, must have thought, oh, no. They took Blaine Gabbert. Who do we take? Hmm. Well, let's go with this guy, J.J. Watt from Wisconsin. And one pick later, 
the Houston Texans selected J.J. Watt. And the rest, as they say, would be history. J.J. Watt will go into the Hall of Fame in 2028. Yep, first ballot. First ballot, Hall of Famer. He's been terrific. He's having a great year this year. Nine and a half sacks for Arizona. I mean, I wish we had somebody with nine and a half sacks. I'd like to rent J.J. Watt for the next few weeks. J.J., are you available? Could you imagine if we just, like, hey, Arizona, can you cut J.J. Watt? He'd never get to us, obviously. But nonetheless, um, he announced yesterday, you know, he just had a kid. And you also remember this year he had that heart deal. Remember he had a he had the f- atrial fibrillation. I think he got his heart shocked back into rhythm and came back and played just a couple days later. So, and this, like I said, has had a, a, a terrific season. So here's the question, Eve, for you, my friend. Since Watt was drafted in 2011, there are only three players in the league who have more sacks than he does. Oh, man. Yeah, three players. Uh, J.J. has 111 since he was drafted. 111 and a half. Okay. Justin Houston is right behind him. All right. The first one is an NFL legend who's injured this year. Got injured. You should know this one. Slam dunk. Injured he's, this he, year. He's bounced around here towards the end of his career, but made an impact wherever he went. He won a Super Bowl last year. There you go. So the Rams won the Super Bowl last yeah. year. That would be Vaughn Miller. Thank you. The next one okay. has played only at one team and doesn't get near enough credit um, before how he has performed. Very uh, another Hall of Famer in his own right. Um, but you wouldn't, you don't think of him like Von Miller or J.J. Watt, in my opinion. He plays in the NFC South. NFC South. Let's yes. See. NFC South, E. <sighs> mm-hmm. is yes. He, is, he's, he's active? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Overshadowed by uh, his old teammate who was a quarterback who just retired. Um, I want to say... Cam Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But right? Oh, wow. Do you Cam think of him as, no. you don't think of him like J.J. Watt or no Von Miller. And he plays a lot of inside. And mm. the third one is um, just made the, just was part of the play of the year in the NFL two weeks ago. And I think he's a little bit loopy. Probably not all there, but has spurts where he gets a ton of sacks. And he's changed teams now one, two, three times. I think he's on his third team. Just made the play of the year. Um, oh, oh, for the Raiders? Yes. Who is that? Is that um, Chandler Jones? Chandler Jones, yes. yeah. So, yeah, he does get spurts. Yes. Like he'll have a five sack game and yeah. then do nothing for four. Yeah. But Von Miller, Cameron Jordan, and Chandler Jones, then J.J. Watt. Those are your. And if, you know, only because J.J. Watt's been injured, though, I think he would probably, because they're only, they're all within 11 sacks of each other. So. I can't believe Cam Jordan has that many. Yeah, Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan has 112 and a half. J.J. Watt has 111 and a half. Chandler Jones has 112. And Von Miller has 123 and a half. Yeah. So, uh, Watt also has 28 games with at least two sacks. That's five more than anybody else since 2011. Like I said, slam dunk Hall of Famer. And, and, and that's not to discount. Don't forget all the wonderful things he's done off the field. The oh, people yeah. of Houston after the hurricane. He raised. Oh, my gosh. He raised. 
Millions. Hmm? $37 million after Harvey in 2017. All right. Uh, Want to do trivia? Let's do trivia. Uh, we got trivia coming up next with Get Smart John on the drill. Ah, uh, you know him, you love him. He's a Wednesday staple in this community. TriviaNation.com's own. Get Smart John. He's bald, he's beautiful, and he's fragrantly lovely. Hello, Johnny! <laughs> Good morning, Gigan. How, How are, are you, you, sir? Doing well. Did you enjoy your time off? I did. Thank you for asking. Yeah, so I was just telling E and and my apologies, I'm off, uh-huh. and I should have called you guys and made arrangements to come in and do trivia this morning. I'd love to have you. Damn it. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, but spending some quality time with my daughter, too. So that's, Good. She's down yeah. visiting. She's still in New York, she right? Is. She is, yes. Yeah, still in Manhattan and uh, been and down all this week. My daughter so, left yesterday to go back to Tampa. She was in for a few days, so that was good, and obviously nice. Drew Drew's here, and Brooks is still here. We can't get him out of the house yet. He's still in high school. So. <laughs> yeah, I have seen Drew uh, uh, at the gym. So. Yeah, he'll get in there early sometimes now. Yes, I've noticed that. I've noticed that. Part of the Dawn Patrol. Oh, yeah. brutal. <laughs> okay, so I do have a shout-out, though. Please. Shout it oh, out cool. loud and shout it out proud. Yes, shout-out to Charles Keene, who has Charlie literally Keen! been a, he has been a Guggen mm-hmm. listener since day one. So he, uh, God bless him. Yeah. Loud and proud. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Chuck. Okay. All right. We're going to get you started today mm-hmm. with candy. I want candy. Very nice. Sorry. Okay. Which flavor of Lifesavers brand candy can produce sparks when crushed? That would be. Mm. That's the um, uh, mint. The the oh the 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 whitened with the green flakes. Yeah, gr- winter, winter, winter winter green. Yeah, is that winter, what it's called? Is that correct? Is it winter green? That is correct. I want candy. By the way, did, did Jeff mention to you about the uh, Capital West Virginia question when he was out? <laughs> I might have asked him that first thing uh, last week when you were out uh, that you only missed a perfect game by that one question. Of course, you got the answer right away. Oh, yeah. Right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> oh, I see what right. you're saying. So the one that I missed two weeks previous. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got you. He, yes, he got it. That's okay. Damn him. We care because we care. You know that. I'm glad he did. Well, I figured he didn't yeah. live there, for cripe's sakes. <laughs> right. I should have phoned a friend and could have got him. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the Office. Oh no! No, no, not the series. Oh, oh, okay. Because I don't know. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm with you there too. Okay. I, I didn't watch that. Show. I know a little no, bit, no. but nah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't at all. So, uh, how many bends does a standard paperclip have? Bends. Yes. Bends in a standard. Yes. Pa- yeah, like right, B well. boy E N D S. We can get that. Yeah. Uh, it has, okay. We've all unfolded one, them, right? Two. Is it three, right? It's it's one down at the bottom, two come back up, and then it curves in again because you have yeah, to slide it. So it's three. three. Three bends. Yeah. Yeah. Three bends in a paperclip. <laughs> yeah. <That's> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Very right. nice. Right. I like it. I like it. We're working here. Yes, you are. Okay, history. History. 
Don't know much about history. Nope. Don't know much trigonometry. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But I do know that I love you. <laughs> what brand of medicine was tampered with in 1982 and was responsible for the deaths of seven people in Illinois? Oh, okay. I know that. That was, I know um, that was, uh, I think it was Tylenol. Don't know much about <laughs> history. <laughs> was it Tylenol or was it like the, the night? No, it was tight because we were, yeah, because for a while there, I think I was a little nervous about taking the, <laughs> yeah, I think it's Tylenol. And what do I always say to you guys? Go with your gut, Tylenol. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was a scary Got him. It was. Got him. I, got him. I do, I do remember, because I was 20, right? We're 20, 19 years old. And I was like. Yeah, ta- I was 21. I'm not taking I remember that. it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was some very, very. Yeah. What did they do? They laced it with poison, I guess, right? They did. Yeah, I think it was. Um, God, what was it? Was it? Um, Let me look at it. Arsenic? I can't remember what it was, but yeah, oh, it was. Murder. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Tylenol murders, murders, a series of poisoning deaths resulting from drug tampering in the Chicago metropo- metropolitan area. In 1982. Um, Was it arsenic? The victims. Seven people died in the original poisonings with several more deaths and copycat crimes. Yeah, I remember the copycat. No suspect has been charged or convicted of the poisoning. Huh. Wow, never did catch him. Man. Wow. Hmm. I'll be darned. It doesn't say. Oh, I'm sure it does if I keep reading, but let's move on. Yes, okay. Um, TV. TV, wheelhouse. On the TV show New Heart, okay. Larry had a brother named Daryl and another brother named what? Did it rhyme with Daryl? Uh, it was like something. What are the brothers' names? Um, on the TV show New Heart, Larry yeah. had a brother named Daryl yeah. and another brother named what? Larry, Daryl, and it was it was like, oh my god, dude! Newhart is like from the seventies, you jackass. I mean, what? I mean, Don't know much you, about well, no, no, Newhart. Well, this, one, no, this one is more from the eighties. This one is oh, this Bobby is not. This is not. So this isn't Su- Suzanne Plachette show. No, no, that's no, that's the Bob Newhart okay. show. Well, then this one I don't. I don't. I didn't watch this one. That's where he was. Yeah. The, the the innkeeper. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I, I uh, it's something it's something like. You know this. Yeah. It's it's Larry, Daryl, and Harold. Larry, Daryl, and something. Larry, it's something just like Daryl. It's, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. You're going to kick yourself, Dan. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Daniel. Okay. okay. So I don't so know the show. Like, I didn't watch that. I watched the other one. Like, okay. I could tell you, you may- I could tell you that, that the guy with the curly hair and the old Newhart show's name was Peter Bonners. Yeah, oh, who was the dentist. Yes. Right, right. Okay. But I can't tell you who Larry, Daryl, and Harold is. What is it? I'll say Harold for the record. Oh, okay. So, and even though you didn't watch the show, this will take you back. Uh Okay. Um, This is my brother, Daryl. This is my other brother, Daryl. Oh, yeah, that's it. 
is Daryl and Daryl. I knew it Darryl sounded alike. Yeah, I know. Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I, idiot. And I didn't need to. You're right. I I remember that, and I didn't watch the show, but I do remember now. Yeah, because I didn't either. But that was always that famous when they introduced themselves. So yeah, yeah. Okay, that'll happen. Okay, sports. Sports. In 1982. Oh, it's cyanide, age- by the way. Oh, cyanide. Okay. Cyanide. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. In 1982, at age 13, what female became the youngest player in history to hold a world tennis ranking? What year? 82. Capriati? Uh, <laughs> so it's not Capriati. That was my... Well, I'm just... I, I guess no. I, I, I went with... No, I went with Capriati, so I'm going to stay. It might be... Was it Austin? Was it... Tracy Austin, it was one of those young nineteen eighty two. Yeah. I'll say yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll later. say Capriotti, but it's wrong, obviously. Who is it? Yeah. Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf. Yeah. I thought Tracy Austin was awful young too when she got her but... She was I think she might have even been earlier than that. She might have been going back to the late seventies. You mean Mrs. Andre Agassi? That's correct. Yeah. Sir. And and uh Tracy Austin's uh sister is Denise Austin, right? The I don't think so. I don't think so. No? I don't think oh, okay. so. All right, then I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'll Normally I would play that up and go, absolutely, Johnny, but I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I would tell you that their father was the bionic man, Steve Austin. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Not Stone Cold. Who went on to have a career in wrestling as well. Yeah, and, and their cousin was former PGA Tour player Woody Austin. But I won't oh, do that. Nice. I'm not nice. going to go down that road. <laughs> and they also founded the University of Austin P. That's correct. <laughs> Very well done. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do your audio clue. Oh, I love an audio clue. Okay. All right. I know this. Hold on. Catch the beat, Dan. Oh, God. What is this? It's not slipping my mind. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, that's my guy, Born. There you go. Yeah, very good. That's Born. That's that's a good tune. That is a good tune. Yeah, yeah I like it. I but it's that yeah. ring because they play that like yeah. when something. Yeah, Born Identity, yeah. Born Files, yeah. Born All the Borns. Matt Damon. That's right. That's right. Matt very Damon, good. who very by good. the way, yesterday I saw something I didn't know this. I was looking at uh, uh, movie stars first R movies. Matt Damon was in Mystic Pizza. I would have never known that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. He had a very big role. I know that was role. Julia Roberts' first movie. Yes, it was. Also Julia Roberts' first R movie. Yeah. I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well done, E. Okay. Thank you, E. Good job. Yes. E, um, did you know that one? Nope. Okay. Um, Beer. Beer? Yeah, I'll definitely drink beer, drink beer. Oh, come drink beer with me. I won't give a damn for any old man who won't drink beer with me. Roll out the old golden goblet with the star lamp on, and we'll all have another keg of beer or beer. For it's not for knowledge that we come to college, but to while we're here. (laughs) I'll let you go today because I don't have to go to work. Thank you. (laughs) So you can just go on. Yes, sir. Okay. Which brewery began operations? In 1873, in the city of Golden, Colorado. Coors. Yeah, I was going to say Coors. I could have guessed yeah. that. Yes. Very good. Uh, gifts. Gifts. Yes. 
D-I-F-T-S. Yes. Okay. Okay. Correct. After what man visited China in 1972, he received a gift of two pandas named Ling Ling and Sing Sing. I think that was I Am Not a Crook. Was it Tricky Dicky Nixon? It was. Yes. That was easy. Thank you. You're a little impressed with that one, E. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Books. Books. I've read many leather-bound books. I recently (laughs) read the Bible. Give it a read. It's in the library, you know. Were you you reading it with a... With a glass of scotch? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes, of course you were. Um, Mark Owen, formerly mm-hmm. of what elite group, wrote No Easy Day, an account of the mission to kill Osama bin Laden? Well, I don't, I, I, I'm only going to guess here. Mark Owen? Yes. Well, wasn't Randy Owen in Alabama? So is he Alabama? Okay, let me read it again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mark Owen, formerly of which elite group, wrote No oh. Easy Day, an account of the mission to kill Osama oh, so. bin Laden. Okay, That's so okay. That's why I wanted to. I think yeah, yeah. Not a, not a musical group. <laughs> no, We're talking won't. about like a SEAL. He was like a Navy SEAL. Right. And I'll take that. That's good. Of. It, was, okay. it was SEAL Team 6, but I'll take the You'll take the SEAL? Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's a Navy Boom! SEAL. Boom! Yes! I'm like thinking he's in a musical group. <laughs> I'm not thought. Super group. That was really dumb. That's a badass musical group. <laughs> no, and I really wanted to laugh, but I realized you just didn't hear the question. No, you can laugh. I, I kind of did hear it, and I kind of was really dumb. But I appreciate you cle- cleaning it up and rereading it instead of just buzzing me. That's <laughs> All right. I'm sure some of the Googans and Googanellas were laughing as well. Yes. Okay. Medicine. Medicine. In an exercise stress test, mm-hmm. you walk on a treadmill while hooked up to heart to a heart machine. Yes. Often abbreviated with what three letters? EKG. Yes. Oh, that was easy. Ringer's lactate. Yes. Ringer's lactate. Emergency. <laughs> That's it. Hey, you know, speaking of that, I watched some special regarding emergency and uh, Kevin Ty and uh, Randy Mantic, who were Johnny Gage and Roy DeSoto, you know, the paramedics. Mm-hmm. And they, from when they were acting together, they have remained best friends for 50 years. I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I liked that. Okay. Um, sports. If you know sports. 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 Yeah. What voice of Knicks basketball and other sports was born Marvin Philip Hoffertag? I know that. E, do you know that? No. He's the biter himself. Please give it up for you know him, you love him. Mr. Marv Albert. Oh, Marv yes. Albert. Yes. <laughs> and what else is he known for? He's a biter. <laughs> well, yeah, that and. Was he maybe wearing some women's lingerie too during that? He might have done that, and he, and he also you know, had a very sharp-looking hairpiece through the yeah. years. Well, I don't know. My my contention, obviously, someone who has no hair. If you can tell us the hairpiece, it's not a good hairpiece. That's okay? correct. <laughs> so, um, authors, authors. What is the real first and last name of American author Mark Twain? Sam, uh, I. I knew as soon as you started to ask that question, um, 
It's Sa- Samuel. Sam. Yep, Samuel, you got that. So you Samuel. Uh, 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 okay, Mark Twain. Samuel Clemens. Clemens. Yes. Samuel that's Clemens. correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew cool. as soon as you said that, I've heard that question 8 million times. I know I know it, but sometimes you got to dig into the recesses of the brain, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're there, but just sometimes they need a little jolt. A little jolt, man. We're not, you know, we got a lot of information up here right now swimming around. A lot of information. Well, I, right. A lot of useless information, people. <laughs> okay. Technology. Technology. Also, not in my wheelhouse, but I'll give it a whirl. And I, and I think you will get that. Uh-huh. Referring to the satellite-based navigation system, what does the P stand for in GPS? Positioning? Yes. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Oh, oh, that wasn't scared. Yeah. Yeah. Good oh, say say it with verve my, my and confidence. Positioning. Thank you. Right. But you said it more like you were really saying it out like positioning? No, it, <laughs> it, was, like your no, yeah. it was more like a duh. Yeah. Positioning? Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh, he's saying he's saying crank confident. it up a little bit. All right, these questions yeah, are easy. <laughs> no, they're mm-hmm. not. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Um, alcohol. All right. E? Which uh, which <laughs> brand distillery mm-hmm. is based in Lynchburg, Tennessee? Uh, Jack Jack Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Had a baby. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> movie quote. Movie quotes. Which movie character explain that there's pineapple shrimp, lemon <laughs> shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup? Okay. I've never seen a movie, but that's your boy, ain't it? Forrest? Well, it's not. Yes. It's yeah, but Bubba. it was right. Which it's Bubba. Right. It's okay. Bubba. Yeah. Can you tell me Bubba's last name? Bubba Blue. Yes. <laughs> Also, also by to... the way, his great-grandfather uh, in old school passed away. You're my boy, Blue. Oh. <laughs> oh, A lot of people don't know that. That's what I'm here for. Okay. All right. Okay. I have to slam on the brakes right now because did I just hear E say you've never seen Forrest Gump? That is correct. For Forrest Gump. Dan, is that not? A top ten movie in your wheelhouse? Yes. Yeah. I found out that my two oldest children this week in in Christmas talk, as we were sitting around, um, have never seen the movie Ghost. That makes three. Mm. And E has wow. never seen Ghost. Okay. Almost. And the reason and the reason why I brought up the movie Ghost is because one of the gifts from one of the, one of my children to their current. Uh, <laughs> To their girlfriend what? was a pottery wheel. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And also to clarify, John, as we do our homework, thanks to the Googans on the 1010XL text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, Denise Austin's husband is Tracy Austin's brother, according to Mike in Riverside. So thank you, Mike. Okay. Okay. So there was. Okay. So you were right in a way. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, in a roundabout way. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, right, Denise, well, I got that on another one. Denise Austin is the sister-in-law of Tracy Austin. So, yeah, good for you. Okay. All right. There there yeah. are uh, – and I guess there was a Tylenol arrest. Oh, there were – okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that, that somebody was not. Boys are the boys are on top of it. Forty years. They, they are. Point. Yeah. They yeah. on point. Got a smart group. Well yeah. done today, fellas, ladies. Oh, I like this one. Oh, you sure you do? <laughs> Colleges and universities. I'm in. In which city would you find the main campus for West Virginia University? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> this is actually on, on my set of questions. I had to you go with son it. Son of a beast thing. <laughs> Morgantown. <laughs> Yeah. I know that one. They burn couches there. <laughs> they do, don't they? Yes, they do. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, weddings. Weddings. Speaking of which, have, has your daughter and her fiancé set a date yet? Yeah, well, they're closing in. Oh, okay. Could be the end of the 2023, but you never know with those crazy kids. Okay. I mean, they've gone uh, back and, and forth on every <laughs> single type of wedding that there possibly could be, so... I now am just and that's normal. kicking that's back normal. and saying, whatever, let me know. Just show me when the grandkid comes, would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, in traditional weddings, uh-huh. a young boy often assumes what role during the wedding? He's the traditional ring, ring, ring bearer. bearer. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Very good. Yes. Oh, he's so cute. Look at little Billy. <laughs> oh no, he's turning back and running. Come back, Billy. <laughs> okay. Um emergencies. Okay. Within three years either way, mm-hmm. what year did nine one one become the national emergency number for the United States? Oh wow. And I will just say this, I was surprised. <sighs> it's been a while, right? E? It's been around since I've been a jit, so <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Uh let's see. Okay, let's think about this a little. Okay. You think would you as a kid did I think about dialing 911 on, on the roto roto phone? I, I would say so. yes. Yeah, I think so. So that takes us back into the 70s. 911. I would say yes. Hmm? I agree. Could be wrong. I'm not positive, I but feel I, like... I feel like 911 yeah. was taught to me as a youngster. Yeah, I feel like that. How many years do I got here? Three. You son okay. of a beasting. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? We're coming up with a new year. I'll give you five. All right. Well, okay. So I have to be old enough to remember being taught it. So that's the early 70s. Okay. I'm not going into the 60s on 911, am I? No. I'm not. So. Let's go 70, well, it couldn't have been, like, if we're going as a kid, if I remember it as a kid, so then it's 8, 9, 10. 8, 9, and 10 are uh, 71, 72, 73. Let's go 73 to give us to 78 and 68. Uh Is that cool? I'm good with that. You good with that? You got any other, any thoughts about? Stick it in your head? No. <laughs> you definitely knew since you were a kid. Absolutely. And you were a kid in what years? 86. I'm born in 86. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, I, think I, I, <laughs> I think when I was a kid. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, that would definitely talk. So, we're going to go 73. 1968. Oh, yes. 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 You got it. it was in the 60s. I, you, I, right. I wouldn't have thought it went that no. far back. I would have got it wrong saying. if I, you didn't give me five. So Well, but. But I did, so you you did. Yeah. Googans will be angry with you over that one, by the way. Well, I don't really care. Yeah. 
<laughs> do we have time for a couple more? I do. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Of course we do. Um, I'm going to give you another sport. Okay. Because I can do Sports. that. Sports. Yeah. yeah. A memoir written by which basketball coach covers her more than 1,000 NCAA oh. victories, mm-hmm. the most by any coach, male or female? Is that a. You said her, so it's Pat, Pat Summit. Summit. Yeah. Yes, it is. As soon as you said memoir basketball coach, I was going to jump the gun with John Wooden because he has a famous one. I heard her. But you said her, and yeah, so you gave us so it's Pat Summit. Yes. Yes. R.I.P. Pat. Bless up, Pat. Yeah. God, it was sad because didn't she get early uh, Alzheimer's? Yes. Very soon. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Okay. Well, she liked to smoke those heaters too, didn't she? She did fire up a heater or two. Did she? Oh yeah, we're yeah. Different. I remember her being interviewed on sixty Minutes. I always remember that. Yeah, so. she's a heater girl. But, yes. Okay. <clears throat> um. Science. Oh, no. Science. What a way to what a way to close it out. What a, <laughs> I can give you we one can, more if you don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In what layer of the Earth's atmosphere? Damn you! Is Antarctica's famed ozone hole? Uh, ionosphere, stratosphere. Uh, is that the question? Yeah, say it again. In what layer of the Earth's atmosphere is Antarctica's famed ozone hole? The yeah. only the only ones I know are stratosphere, ionosphere. So you picky. Yeah, restating that question does absolutely nothing for stratosphere me. Stratosphere or ionosphere? Let's go with the. Uh, I like the ionosphere. Ionosphere, it is. Stratosphere. Damn uh, you, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. I want you to go out on, with the W. So I'm going to give you one more. Okay. <laughs> Damn you, Eve. <laughs> I think he said it because he just liked the name ionosphere. Uh, he did. <laughs> And you don't hear that as much as you hear stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. I took a shot. I didn't know the damn. That's all right. That's okay. Okay. Um, What team drafted running back Marshawn Lynch with their first pick (laughs) in the 2007 NFL draft? Oh, come on, man. That'll be them Bills, man. Let's go okay, Buffalo. It's been a while. It's been a while. Continue. Get him out of here. Yeah, He's get smart, John. Well, Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year Johnny. Boy. We love you. There yeah. he goes. We'll Happy be back guys. with more after this. Bueno estar de vuelta en no. Caladro. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, a couple sports concepts and rationalizations at the end of the drill. I'm going to give out a prize pack, and I may give out two. Okay. If you're kind and courteous to eat. Dancer Claus. What do I have? Uh, we got that tropical smoothie gift card, oh. $25 gift card, so you can get you a tro- the official Jaguars. Okay. The Jaguars Delight. Okay. Made with bananas, coconut, pineapple, mm. lemonade, just $2.99 at Tropical Smoothie. But we also have a pair of gift cards. Oh. Gift certificate for a free oil change oh. from Tires Outlet. I may just give away one then and give away another one later in the show. Dance Claus. I don't know yet. But I do know this. Over the last seven games, when I tell you that, I, I've been saying this for a few weeks now, Trevor Lawrence is playing elite football, okay? And I mean it. And, and the numbers bear it out. Over the last seven games, these four quarterbacks, this is the completion percentage. All righty? Awesome. 69.7 is the best. 68.7, 67.9, and 62.6. In order, 
completion percentage over the last seven games. Lawrence, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. Trevor is number one. You follow me? Yards. 2115, 1931, 1909, 1626. In order. Mahomes, Burrow, 1931, Lawrence, 1909, Josh Allen, 1626. Trevor is third. Where is where's Herbert on there? I don't have those. Okay. And I'm not doing it. Cool. Over the last seven games, touchdown passes. 17, 16, 14, 13. Burrow, Mahomes, Lawrence, and Allen. Allen, by the way, fourth in all these. Interceptions. 6, 5, 5, 1. Mahomes. If you work backwards to forwards, because it'd be best to have the least in this one. It would be Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. Mahomes. Allen and Burrow. Quarterback rating 108.2, In order. Lawrence, Lawrence Mahomes, Burrow, Burrow and Allen. Allen. Elite football people. We got to stud. That's seven games. That's not two. That's not four. That's not six. That is seven football games. Trevor Lawrence has the best quarterback rating of those four. Those are the four, three, other three are the three best quarterbacks. Not named Jalen Hurts. I leave Jalen Hurts in there as well. Okay. From the NFC. But this is the AFC elite. And right there with him in the AFC Elite is Trevor Lawrence. Seven games. That's a big swath. Right. That's not just. That's a huge sample. Like, like in the beginning of the year, we were excited because Trevor's had two games in a row with a rating over 100. Right. right? Okay. And that was great. But now we're talking seven football games, of which the Jags are five and two. But although it's seven games, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for your Twitter poll question, yes, I need it to be like ten okay. to twelve. That's fine. I have no problem. You know? I have no problem with that from you and others. I'm comfortable with seven. It's yes. a nice sample size. Yes, I'm okay with that. That's like I said, I, I I don't mind people. And again, the poll question: Trevor Lawrence is playing like a top five quarterback, much improved on a hot streak only, or a top ten NFL quarterback. And top ten seems to be the one that's winning. Mm-hmm. We have over a thousand votes, but top five is second. At Dan Hicken, if you want to vote, yes, or on the ten ten on the ten ten XL Twitter page. So anyway, it's just um, yeah. It's just interesting. The Knicks last night pissed me off. (laughs) And I just looked at the breakdown. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I want you to understand what happened here. Sorry, Judy Bug. An NBA game is 48 minutes. Is that correct? 
That's correct. 12, 12, 12, 12. 47 and a half minutes. <laughs> I'm checking the score. I'm working. I'm up 10. I'm up 11. I'm up 9. I'm up 14. It was 33 seconds, right? We're down to 32.7 seconds. As Derek, well, Derek Deuce McBride made two free throws. It's 112-103 Nueva York. You follow? Follow it. Listen to me, Googans. 112 to 103. I think I could take E, me, Jeff, uh, Mr. 10, and Joe U and win that game. It'd be close. But I do believe we could compete. Over the past 20 seasons, teams trailing by nine or more points with 35 or fewer seconds. Zero and 13,644. No, 844. My eyes deceived me. I thought it was a six. It's an eight. Almost 14,000 games. 33 seconds. Dallas ball. Christian Wood takes the ball down court. Hits Hardaway. Hardaway passes it back. Wood for three. It's six points. Randall throws inbounds to Quinton Grimes, but as soon as he turns around, Luca wrestles the ball away, gets the jump ball call, wins the tip, passes the ball to Hardaway, misses the three. Misses. But Wood flies in on the other side of the court on Hardaway's miss, makes a put. Oh, no. Who did it? Yeah, Wood. No. Doncic. Doncic again. On the miss, rebound, put back, fouled. Mm-hmm. We've just gone from nine to three. But fret not. McBride hits a free throw. Dallas calls a timeout to set an out-of-bounds play. We're up four. Dinwiddie starts on the right block. <sighs> Doncic has to make a dangerous inbounds pass. They get it off. Dinwiddie knocks down a three. It's down to one. They foul McBride. He makes both of his free throws. We're up three. No timeouts. Doncic gets the ball. The Knicks are smart. What do you do if you're up three and there's under 10 to go? You foul. You foul. They foul Doncic. Okay, we've won. There's four seconds left. This is beautiful. Doncic comes to the line. Swishes the first one. It's two. It's two. Now what do you do if you're Doncic? You intentionally miss. You fire it off the and hit the rim and scrum for it. Uh Uh-huh. He does. Yep. Two Knicks. Ain't clink. Can't grab a rebound. Nope. Luca gets it in midair. Midair. And sticks it right back in. We're tied. <sighs> Nick's miss one second left. Nick's miss, and that's all she And that play was incredible. It was the incredible. Way. The whole thing was incredible. 33.9 seconds, nine point lead. He has 60. 60, 21, and 10. 60 freaking points. That's an embarrassment. We won eight in a row. Now we've lost four in a row. I hate this team. It's the worst franchise in in sport that I'm a fan of. Worst franchise in sport. Really? Yeah. 100%. Nobody worse. The Knicks never go to the playoffs. If they do, they get beat. 
They haven't. I mean, it's been years, dude. They won a championship when I was 10. 10. Haven't won one since. Not one. Stumble into one, you jackasses. This is the drill. Welcome back to the show. 816, this is the drill. Playing catch up a little bit. Um, do you know who Orel Gray is? Does that name ring a bell? To you? It, it does. He's a running. He was a running back for the University Christian football team. Okay. And he's like just about everybody's player of the year in the area. He was great. Okay. I mean, I watched him a couple times, and I mean, just terrific. And he's Still. not not a huge kid, but I mean, just a hell of a football player. You know what I mean? Right. Just a football, just a baller, right? Anyway, and he played offense. They put him on defense if they needed to. He was very important to that that program that knocked off Trinity this year in the playoffs and went to the state regional final, I believe. So then I was just looking from our buddy Clayton Freeman, who works over at the pamphlet. He's the most, the hardest working sports person in the city, Clayton Freeman. That's a different story, but I always shout out to Clayton because he gets more information on local sports than anybody. And and he should be rewarded justly. He is, unbl- like, Clayton Freeman is a guy who, you know, will be at a high school game on Friday night and then be up at the Jacksonville Marathon Saturday morning at 6 a.m. That's who he is. He's just, he's a he's a go-getter. Anyway, I was looking at his thing, and I see Orel Gray, 32 points last night for UC Boys Hoops in a win over Ocala Trinity. I mean, 32 points. He's averaging 23 since the end of football season. <laughs> I mean, good gosh, man. He's an unbelievable athlete. Anyway, I just was going to ma- mention that. Someone else who was like that back in the day? Who's I- that? Isaiah Ford. Isaiah Ford was stud. Stud. <laughs> stud he was at athlete. Trinity. Yeah. Isaiah Ford played for the Dolphins for a few years. I don't uh, know if he still is. No, I believe he's at, uh, he might be with the Patriots maybe. Is he in the league? Yeah, I believe so. Anyway, Isaiah went to Virginia Tech as a football player, but I watched him go. I mean, he would go head to head with Grayson Allen. Yeah, and and oh, they, I know that was a packed house. I know that was a oh, game. Well, Grayson Allen's the best basketball player I've ever seen from this area. Still, yeah. I mean, people would argue with me, and that's fine. I'm just telling you when I, because he would score thirty effortlessly, and he was unbelievably athletic. I mean, uh-huh. he could jump out of the gym. Could jump. I mean, he could jump. Anyway, but Isaiah Ford was another one. He would go from football to basketball, and he'd score forty points for Trinity. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel, I don't know if I feel sorry. I, quarterbacking is tough. Toughest position and in sports. for some reason, it depends on if you're, if you're an underdog, you're always the underdog. And what I'm saying is if you're picked in the fifth round or if you're an undrafted and you go in and you have a bad game, they start looking to replace you right away. And the guy I'm bringing up has been replaced. His name is Taylor Heineke, who kept Washington afloat all season. And I'm so, so I said, well, what, what are his numbers? The reason why I bring this up is Washington is announced they're going back to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is starting this year, uh, this week. Now, the last game Taylor Heineke played against was the 49ers. I don't know if you know this, but that's the best defense in the NFL. You can't beat the Niners if you're Washington. 
But he did get start nine games. He's 5-3-1. He completed 62% of his passes in nine games, just over 200 yards a game, 12 touchdowns, six picks. His rating is 89.6. It's just, I guess, not good enough. 12 touchdowns, six picks. Taylor Heineke to the bench. Taylor Heineke against the Niners. 13 of 18, 166 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. It's 114 rating. Had a good game. Um, they lost 37 to 20. They lost. They're 0, 2 and 1 in their last three. So Taylor Heineke took over, engineered a win against Green Bay, beat the Colts, lost to the Vikings by three, beat Philadelphia for the only Eagle. No, Eagles have lost two now. Uh, beat Houston, beat Atlanta, tied the Giants, lost to the Giants, lost to San Francisco, goes to the bench. Washington fighting for their playoff lives. They will make the move to Carson Wentz this Sunday against Cleveland. If you're Taylor Heineke, you go, can I get Cleveland? I just did San Francisco. So Wentz starts, and then the other thing they're saying is if they fall out of playoff contention this week, they may play Sam Howell to see him in the last game. Point is this, Taylor Heineke, I guess, is what he is, right? And and to me, he's he's of this ilk. What do you think? Is he he's Gardner Minshew, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a really good filling guy. Yeah. Yeah. Heineke? Yeah. Uh, but could have his moments, but he's just not. Viewed as, but those guys are probably a little bit better than him. Though. You think? Oh, those guys are better. Yeah, Minshew, Fitzpatrick. You think so? Yeah, I think they're all the same. Shake them up, th- spit them out. No, nah, he's more of like a Colt McCoy, maybe. Commanders are seven. Okay, Colt McCoy. That's yeah. another one. I put him in the same group. No, nah, Colt McCoy and Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. No. Nah. Then why isn't Gardner Minshew starting? Wrong place, wrong time. You think he's going to start somewhere? I think at best he'll be a, you know. Yeah, he's. I don't, I don't think, think anybody's going to hand him the keys to the kingdom. No, no, but. Like, like I'll say this. If he was the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts this year, they probably would be better than 4-10-1. They would be, yeah. But they wouldn't be 10-4-1. No, no. But he's, that, he's still better than Heineke. He's okay. Better, you know. Okay. Wentz broke his finger in October, lost a starting job. The Commanders are 7-7-1. They are the NFC's seventh and final playoff spot. So Wentz will have to beat Cleveland. This is, this is it for Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz is another guy. I mean, now, the, but my point is made with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz keeps getting opportunities because he was the damn near MVP of the Super Bowl champion Eagles that year. Yeah. Yeah. But then he got hurt and he didn't, you know, Foles got took in his over. Feelings. But Carson Wentz has gone from, Phil, you know, Philly to Indy to Washington. Is he back with Washington next year? I don't know. Probably not. They're going to pick a quarterback. And his backup role starts to yeah. become into fruition. The weird thing about Carson Wentz is he had a really good year in Indianapolis. He just faltered at the end or the team did or whatever. But he threw 27 touchdowns and had only seven picks and completed 62% of his passes and threw for 3,500 yards. 
and they won nine football games, you would take that almost any year from a starter. But he's fallen so much out of favor. It's just odd, man. Carson Wentz, I think he might get still another chance. E, Carson Wentz, in his second year in the league, went 33-7. and That was their Super Bowl year. Right. Right? And then he came back, and he was a little bit down, but he got hurt. He only started 11 games. He went 21-7. and But then the following year, in Philly, 27-7. and And then he had a terrible year on a bad team. And then he came back and had a good year in Indy. He's had three years where he's thrown... He's had three years where he has thrown 87 touchdown passes to 21 picks. It's four to one, bro. So he'll get another chance. He might. I'm just saying, the quarterback position is so weird, man. But Carson Wentz, so now the question is, should he ever lost his job? But will the, would Washington have rallied like they did and, then you always wonder about what what's the factor, though, that's missing with Carson Wentz. Because he he was there for Doug Peterson and then sort of fell out of favor in Philly. And he went to his, one of his huge supporters was Frank Reich. And he fell out of favor in Indy. So is there another tangible, intangible, that won't allow... Athletic ability, quarterbacking aside, but being around him, it's just you don't like him? I don't know. Is he a non-likable guy, Carson Wentz? I kind of get that feeling like that's like Kyler Murray a little bit. Uh-huh. I kind of get the feeling like Kyler Murray's like a non-likable guy. Wasn't that the story a little bit in Washington that he's not really like? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Uh-huh. Because this guy's numbers don't match with his losing jobs all the time. <laughs> so, it's you know, you have to be... The total package, man. You have to be a leader. You have to be respected. You have to be and a baller. A baller. I mean, Russell Wilson. They you see what Shannon Sharp said about him yesterday? No, what did he say? He said, man, he goes, Those, the guys out there don't like him. And that's what they're they saying. Don't, yeah. They don't like his, I'm better than you. I'm the guy. I have, somebody said he's got like 10 parking spots. That he doesn't need at a, at a facility. Yeah. Oh my god. Little things bro. like that. Like the next coach needs to come in and kind of whittle him down and say, "Look, you're no better. Than, you're the quarterback, and we're going to help you." But this, this, you know, I carry myself like an. I don't know. I don't know. Like Richard Sherman says it all the time. Um, like the championships that uh-huh. they got in Seattle. Yeah. People. They credit Russell Wilson for those championships, but a lot of that was the defense, the lead yeah. in the boom. Yeah. And yes, he was the quarterback, and yes, he played well. However, it's almost like you forget that how great that defense was. That's that was one of the best defenses of all time. The LOB defense for those two three years, that two three year span, mm-hmm. they're one of the best defenses of all times. But you know, let it. Be said to, by everybody else, you know, Russell, Russell did this. Russ, Russ took them to the Super Bowl. Russ won the Super Bowl. Right. It's just, uh, it's just interesting. I mean, you, and, you know, the quarterback, in, in today's quarterbacks, they, they, they play so much and they're taught so much so early. But you got to have a belief in yourself. You got to have a swagger. You got to have some cockiness. 
But I guess if you go over the line, they don't like it. The boys don't like it. Now, what's, what's over the line? I don't know. But it looks like to me that maybe Carson Wentz is over the line. Maybe Kyler Murray's over the line. Maybe Russell Wilson's over the line. You know, like Lamar Jackson seems beloved. By his teammates. Is Tom Brady, whenever he was in his prime, is that not over the line? Because if you're winning, is there a such thing as Tom over Brady's the line? a good one because he was a de- demanding right. so and so. So, how right? is that? Yeah. Like, is that not over the line? Uh, here's another example Antonio Brown. When he was balling, yeah. it wasn't a problem. So, yeah. if, you're, if, you, if you're producing that much, there is no over the line. You just have your production has to be right. equivalent. If to you that. are over the line, you better produce Absolutely. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll be caught up, I think. But one of the Googans alerted me on the 1010XL text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Just a little peek ahead as we get ready for Houston and get ready for Tennessee. And I'll peek ahead a little bit to 2023 and tell you why. Again, the Jags are really in line to become a destination city for NBC and CBS, and Fox, and Amazon, and all the boys. You, I'll tell you why when we come back. <laughs> so that's what I was going to tell you. I was looking at, you know, ahead to 2023. And obviously we remain in the AFC South, which will be the two-time, uh, have two division titles to our credit in 21 years. Oof. 17 and 22. We play the AFC North next year. As they stand right now, we would go to Pittsburgh and Cleveland and have Baltimore and Cincinnati here. Personally, I'd love to flip Baltimore out because we had them and we may have them in the playoffs. Right. But that's not possible. Perhaps. Perhaps it will be. We also would have... Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa because we play the NFC South. We would go to New Orleans. So that would mean we'd have the other two here. That would be Carolina and Atlanta. Now you start to wonder, too, remember this. One of them has got to be in London. Right. Um, We would also have the first place team from the NFC West here. That would be San Francisco. Uh Uh-huh. They're going to win the division. Uh, The first place team from the AFC West here. Okay. So that would be uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Then we would go to the AFC East champion. Trip to Buffalo. You're playing Buffalo and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and San Francisco and Kansas City. It's A, a tough schedule. But B, suddenly Mahomes v. Lawrence in Jacksonville. Who wants that one? Sunday night? Yeah. You know what I mean? Suddenly, again, you know, this is looking ahead, but there are a lot of opportunities here where, you know, Jacksonville at Buffalo. Lawrence versus Please Allen. Please in September. Please in September. Please in September. <laughs> right? Um, I, I don't know what Tom – you think Tom Brady's back in Tampa next year? No. Do you think Tom Brady's playing football next year? No. No. Yeah, I don't. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. 
You don't think so, huh? You think he's going to be able to walk away? It's a drug to him, obviously. Yeah. He's addicted to the NFL. Lost his family over it. I mean, in some ways, yes. For this. Be eight and nine NFC South champs. If he would have just retired last year after winning the Super Bowl, or the year before. Yeah. Stay, you know, hey, man. I no. hate that for Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. He's he's way back in. I mean, we're two years. I I think he's plotting a, you know, I'd love to go to Miami and play for the Dolphins and throw it to Tyreek and, and Waddle. I'd love to go to San Francisco with all those weapons. He ain't going to San Fran. They got too many quarterbacks. They, yeah, they, they got good quarterback issues. Miami, I could see, especially with this Tua situation going on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just going to be interesting. He, and the other thing with Brady is he hasn't had a great year, so he, he'll want to prove that, you know, I can still do this. I, I don't want to go out like this. I, I will beat Father Time, and then he'll be 46. 46, man. Still playing. It's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. 46 and taking a beating. Although, I'll tell you one thing. Tom Brady knows how to go down better than anybody in the NFL I've ever seen. If you're getting close to him, (laughs) sack of potatoes. Because he knows coming back the next game or the next play. He knows that hit him. I'll throw for 20 yards and get a first (laughs) down, baby. I don't care. And that hit will put him out. Can't take a hit, man. E, we're going to have to play. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. Uh, can I have some uh, Never Have I Ever music, please? Never Have I Ever. I'm going to not ask you. I'm going to read you 20 different categories. Thank you. And you're going to give yourself one point for each thing that you have never done. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now, I don't want you to say, yes, I've done this or no, I haven't, because this will incriminate you. Just put the points down. You just put the points down. All if right. you have never done this, if you've never skipped <laughs> school, give yourself a point. If you've never broken a bone, give yourself a point. If you've never fired a gun, give yourself a point. If you've never done drugs, give yourself a point. <laughs> Sorry. If you've never been in a limo, give yourself a point. If you've never gotten a tattoo, give yourself a point. If you've never ridden a horse, give yourself a point. If you've never sung karaoke, give yourself a point. If you've never gotten a ticket, give yourself a point. If you've never been arrested, give yourself a point. We're halfway through, E. How many points have you accumulated? One. One point, ladies and gentlemen. One point. Something he has not done. We have 10 more here. If you've never gone ziplining, give yourself a point. If you've never been on TV, give yourself a point. I have been on TV, by the way. (laughs) If you've never been on a cruise, give yourself a point. If you've never gotten a piercing, give yourself a point. If you've never smoked, give yourself a point. It just says smoked. I don't know what. All right. If you've never met a celebrity... (laughs) <laughs> Give yourself a point. You're here with me every day. Come on. <laughs> he runs with a much higher celebrity crowd than I do. If you've never been skydiving, give yourself a point. If you've never had a one-night stand, give yourself a point. Hello, China. If you've never skinny-dipped, 
give yourself a point. Or if you've never been drunk, give yourself a point. E, we have gone through 20 categories. How many points do you have, sir? All right, I just have one question. Yes, sir. It says, if you've ever never been on a cruise, give yourself a point, right? Yes, yes. Well, I lived on a boat. Okay. So you know, I kind of consider that, but no? I'd say no. Okay, not, cool. not a cruise vacation is right. how I take that. So. All right, cool. All right. How many points I have? Yes. Three. Three points. <laughs> Three points. I will tell you this. Uh-huh. I have five points. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're awful humans, and, and that's what we just did. But we just... We just did it right there, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And you at home could play along as well. So you know. You know what. That was from Martin Lawrence, by the way, on Twitter. The Martin Lawrence. Oh, that's one of my favorites. The official Twitter for your boy, Martin Lawrence. What's up? What's up? up? What's up? All right. Let's keep this thing rolling. Uh, We'll come back. We're uh, 844. We're heading to 9 o'clock nasty. We probably should have saved that for 9 o'clock. But unfortunately, the kids are out. It's vacation time. Vacation. We can do what we want to do. Come it's on. right here on the drill. Long neck, ice cold beer, never broke my heart. Take a loop. My world apart. Long hair. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Long neck, ice cold beer, never broke my heart. Good to be back with you, heading towards the 9 o'clock nasty. This is my, this is my, this is interesting. And this is along the lines of what we talked about yesterday and a, a, a little bit. And it's it's there. It's happening. The amount of money collectives are investing in quarterback recruiting these days leaves folks wondering whether quarterbacks looking at mid to late round draft grades would be wiser to enter the portal and get an extra year in college. Example, Sam Howell got a $361,000 signing bonus, fifth-round pick, okay? Brock Purdy got seventy-seven grand guaranteed. That's it. Some, the sums some collectives are allegedly offering, offering surely exceeds that. Right. In other words, and there are no guarantees. Like, how long... If if you're Sam Howell, we don't know about Brock Purdy yet. He's shown some things, so maybe you know we may have stumbled onto another. But who knows? We don't know about Sam Howell again. But who knows? But if you're Sam Howell or Brock Purdy, like your Sam Hartman or Leary, the kid who went to Kentucky, are you better served? to transfer to another college for a year in the portal and get half a million or a million bucks? Or as Pat Narduzzi said, $5 million for Drake May. Yes. Yes. And maybe you improve your draft status. Maybe you don't. There's a gamble. Anthony Richardson, when he goes in the first round, he did the right thing. Right. He's going to get anywhere from 40 to 20 million guaranteed. Oh, Florida man. ain't paying that. Nobody is. Right. At least not yet. Not yet, but maybe. What would have Tebow got to come back for his senior oh, year? Oh, my gosh. What would have Tim Tebow got <sighs> to come back for his senior season? He had the opportunity at some point 
Listen, he would have been, and he did come back for nothing, and he would have been better served. He went in the first round, though. Yeah, Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. He probably he would have got probably more than Tebow. He went second overall, right? Yeah, he went. Mario yes. Williams went first. So yeah, if he would have went back to USC, if they wanted him, which oh they would, goodness. and they had the money, and so this is the issue. I'm not having an issue. I'm just. Why do I have to keep looking at the Luca play on Twitter? I've seen it. <laughs> Stop showing it. But something like that will never happen again. <laughs> Like, one fluid motion, he shot the ball, it hit the rim, hit two defenders' hands, landed in his hands in the air, overtime. E, I'm not as much of a basketball player as you, but let me ask you a question. Shoot. When we're on the free throw line, this is for any coach. Charity strike. I'm at the free throw line, right? Right. I'm shooting. I'm going to shoot a free throw. Yep. And there are... Two, four, usually six guys. About five or six, depending on the situation. Depending on the situation. And this situation, probably six. Loaded, yep. Right? Loaded box. The two in the front are taught to box out the two behind them. Box out. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Then the next two, one box out. But isn't somebody supposed to take the shooter? Somebody's always supposed to take the shooter. Isn't somebody supposed to stick their ass into the shooter? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a simple thing, right? Fundamentals. The guy, the ball leaves the hand. You take two steps and put your ass in the shooter's front side and box him out so he cannot get to the basketball. Is that correct? That is correct. I was just wondering. Stupid. Nick's only had three in there. And then one guy came running in. And he came running in and touched the basketball. One of the guys. get it. Unbelievable, man. That's just one of those plays that will never happen again. It was tipped by the Dallas player. So it was it was three three guys touched it. The Dallas player just reached up and tipped it over because uh, dumbass number one didn't box him out. And then dumbass number two coach didn't have Luka getting by. He's Luka Doncic. Doncic. Box him out. He's the only one who can beat you, you nump. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Why? Do, why? Take it. What was I talking about? Uh, NIL. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. T-Boat. Yeah. Reggie T-Boat. Bush, all of that. One other thing is I think as I now am just spewing everything out <clears throat> off tangent. Riley Patterson, congratulations being the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I wasn't rooting for you when you missed that one kick the other night, Riles. He was four or five, so I give it for him. But Riley, I got a chipper, and we're not going for it on fourth down. I need you to make it 16-3 to at that point. And he missed it. The Cheez-It Bowl is tomorrow, by the way. In case you're wondering, the Knowles and OU. Play the Knowles in that one, man. To me, that seems like a, what's the line in that game? FSU-Oklahoma. I may put that as a lock lock of the week. I mean, Oklahoma's terrible. Oh, they're heavy favorites. What do I got here? Ten points. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, and I would play every, I would, uh, let me look at the Oklahoma Sooners schedule here real quick. 
Oklahoma was awful defensively, which is odd because they have Venables, if I'm not mistaken. They're 6-6. Six and six. Let's see how they did down the stretch here. They uh, lost to Texas Tech 51-48. to uh, They beat Okie State. They lost to West Virginia 20-23. to They lost to Baylor 38-35. to They beat Kansas 52-42. to They lost to Texas 49 to nothing. Oh, my gosh. Lost to TCU 55-24. to Oklahoma's got no defense, boys. Over under 66 and a half. Eh, I might play that too. But I'll lay the 10 and take FSU on that one. You're darn right I am. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, let's get nasty. 9 o'clock nasty. It's coming up here on the drill. We'll do that next uh, with uh, E. And we got a good solid hour to go. We'll see what's trending and some other stuff all coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. All right, welcome back. I love him, but I hate him. He's our friend Lee Lockett. Know before you blow. He's on the phone lines. Hello, Lee. How are you? Not good, Dan. Not good at all. What's wrong, Lee? Well, you know, after we <laughs> chatted yesterday about me jumping on the show today, I didn't yes. think it was that big of a deal because uh-huh. I'm out west. I'm in a different time zone, but I was going to be up today anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, not a big deal. Of okay. course, now I found out my flight has been canceled. So uh, instead oh. of going back to bed, I grab some coffee because I'm a trooper because I love your show. Thank you, friend. And I'm up. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. How when are you, are you planning on getting back here then? It'll be a couple, four days. Are you Southwest or are you somebody else? <sighs> yeah, no, it's American and we're stuck and we're not going to come back until probably Friday or Saturday. <laughs> and uh, of course, I haven't told my son yet. This means we won't be the cheese at bowl tomorrow as planned. Ooh. So, yeah, things are falling apart for me. So, well, like I said, I, I I love you, but I hate you. You know that. I I love your Jag fandom, and the mm-hmm. rest of you can GTH. But mm-hmm. but I, I need I know I need a I need a uh, I need a. Well, first off, I let me go for let me go for the jugular. You're also, as I have proclaimed here on the drill, the only FSU basketball fan I know. So the only one. Let's the start, only one I know. Yeah. So let's start with that program. Or <laughs> how. Uh, was this shocking what has happened to FSU basketball? Are you disappointed? Where are you with that? Is it, or are it you shocked. still riding the high of the football season? Well, you know, the, the football definitely helps the pain. But the, you, when you look at the basketball roster, mm-hmm. I mean, you got, you got guys like Cleveland came back, Worley came back, mm-hmm. Mills is back. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, well, you know, they, they took down Notre Dame, which was, which was nice. Okay. But uh, two wins in the conference, it's not cutting it. I don't know what the problem is. But, yeah, you're right. I, the focus on football has been so fun this year. It's really eased the basketball pain in Tallahassee for me. So they're playing, it's all good. They're playing better. Um, a little bit. They're more competitive of late, but enough about basketball. You're the only FSU basketball yeah, fan, so it's just, that's enough. just for you. Enough. Um, you you <laughs> you you took it a little easy on me this year with the the football. I thought, which I appreciated. I did. I, um, did. I don't even think I texted you in time. I no, think I gave it was you a couple. Yeah, you gave me some grace. Period. Sweet. It was. Yeah, yeah I expect well, a little more out of you, like like my I son know. Drew Drew, I uh, but. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I laid low. I laid low. You've I, been nice. I, I'm. I'm going to trust you were at the game. Oh, 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 oh absolutely. Yeah. At the game. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a blast. It yeah. was fun. It uh-huh. was uh, to see everybody jump on the field after the game was kind of cool. I refrained because I was kind of been there, done that kind of a thing. But, right, uh, right. Yeah. Right. No, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, uh, you know, beating Florida, getting the state championship. 
back mm-hmm. in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's a lot of fun. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know that I'll be able to watch the cheese at bowl, but, um, you know, look, you've got guys like Benson coming back. Uh, Wilson's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got mm-hmm. two tight ends coming in mm-hmm. from the portal. So, mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe Verse comes back. Maybe Robinson comes back. Right. Uh, the two guys on the offensive line, Smith and Scott, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Well, what year. has happened? Uh, put on your truth hat, Lee Lockett. Lockett Law, know before you blow, you dirty so-and-so. Put on your truth hat. <laughs> take me back to August. You weren't feeling this way about Mike Norvell. Oh, my God. The three-game skid. <laughs> it was horrible. And, of course, Wake Forest falls apart after yeah. they uh, yeah. escaped Tallahassee with a win. They then fall apart. So you want more? You wanted more this year than just a 10-win season is what you're telling yeah, me now. I, well, yeah, you, you look at those games now and, and the <laughs> NC State debacle, Dan Higgins. Yeah. Why doesn't he kick the field goal? You know, these things you go back to, uh, you could already uh, have uh, 10 or 11 wins. But, oh, uh, hey, okay. look, uh, no complaint. That's where the complaints stop. Next year's going to be fun. Yeah, you got a, ch- a you legitimate chance to – you honestly, I would say this. I would ramp up the expectation to, hey, we better win the ACC next year. We got to knock off Clemson next year. We've got our best team that we're going to have. You got to – quarterback who's been there for 14 years you gotta let him you gotta let him ride man you got this is a big this is a big upcoming year and so you probably want to have a little momentum I think you're gonna wax Oklahoma but we'll see what happens well well, yeah Oklahoma's well there's a lot of opt-outs on their side of the ball I don't know that FSU I don't know what the record against Oklahoma is but it's not good Mm -hmm. I I think they might have beaten them once I think they're like one and six you're about to beat them twice watching them would you would you give the Dan Hicken locket law locket up seal of approval if I said let's lay the ten and take FSU because I'm thinking of that. I'm you're thinking of that. Yeah, I, I think that's a good law, Dan Hicken. You know, and I and I hate taking FSU in the point. I know you I do. Really, do. I know you do. But I know you do. I think this time, I think that's a safe bet. Now Dan let's Hicken. let's 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 change gears here. I, I I wanted to give you the opportunity with FSU, but enough of that. Let's talk about something that we can both share in and and cheer and hug each other over and be joyful. Okay. And that is okay. your Jacksonville Jaguars who, oh my who have given you pure, unadulterated. Now, Lee Lockett from Lockett Law is a Jag fan through and through. Like, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Lee Lockett may have jumped on a jet and shot up to New York and watched the Jags and the Jets. That was what I my did. spies tell me and sat in the rain. I and. Did. <laughs> Spontaneous, cra- spontaneous craziness in the Lockett household. I love we were planning that. this trip out west. We had this holiday trip planned out here, and then yes. we rerouted our departure from Jacksonville to NYC to uh, catch that game up there, which was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at MetLife uh, years ago when they played the Giants. I think Gerard was quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it's been mm-hmm. a while. It's mm-hmm. a great stadium. It's a blast. The Jags showed up. Duval County. Yes. was in New Jersey I love last that. Thursday night. It but, was a lot of fun. And by the way, again, I'm not and I'm not saying this lightly. I want people to understand what kind of fan you are. I think maybe you have you went to London this year too. I think I did. Yeah. I think I did. And, <laughs> and the Jags since the London game has been like the best team in the NFL, Correct. right, Dan? I mean, the the London game was the low point. I low was point. That. that had to be Yeah, that was good after that. Yes. Well, I mean, are we thinking, should I get my Super Bowl tickets now? I just don't know. Or should I wait a few days, get them now? I mean, because it's a done deal. What are the, what is, We're going. what is Lockett Law's plan for the big season finale a week from Sunday as the Titans come to town and we 
We have to beat those dastardly Titans who took a piece of our soul in 1999. We want it back, and we can get a little bit of it back uh, with a victory next Sunday. I think I think it's going to come. It's going to come big. I think the Jags roll the Titans. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. they might relax against the Texans this weekend, but they're going to roll the Titans. Stand, take the Jags, take the points, whatever they are. Okay, I like that. It's a done deal. So Enjoy we, the money. So we got. So we've got win over the Titans, and then we have playoff game in Jacksonville if we beat the Titans. Playoff game in Jacksonville. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens come back again. Oh, maybe. maybe, maybe. I'd rather them come they than the Bengals come. <laughs> They don't want that. No. I wouldn't mind seeing a Lawrence Burrow rematch. Oh, fun too. look at you. But look at you. I Leon. tell you right now, isn't it fun to watch Ingram? Yes. I mean, what happened to my friend Dan Arnold? He was the guy last I year. Know. I and know. Ingram rolls into town and just takes the job away. We you had, know, people forget. You know, If I'm not mistaken, Dan Arnold last year, uh, before he got injured, was one of the leading receivers on the team. Yes, he was. We had Dan, we had Dan Arnold um, a couple Monday nights on our show down at Sneakers. He was there this past Monday night. And uh, it's it's tough. I mean, I, he's he's so happy, and he's a great dude. If you know Dan Arnold, he's a great guy, and, and 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 I'm sure there's a little bit of frustration. But I guess there's you know, like in Miami, the Gasecki kid, he's got twenty some catches. He had like sixty a year ago, but there's only one ball to go around, and you know, so Dan Arnold, who's lost his starting spot to Evan Ingram, who's setting records, so it's sort of understood. But they still well, you know. You know what do all good teams have, Dan? Yeah. It seems like every good team, or most of them, they got a great tight end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You get a great tight end, I think you're going to go places. I think he resigns, right? I think he comes back next year. Okay. All right. All right. For the repeat. All right. Well, where uh, – uh, now, you're in Colorado? I'm in Colorado, yes. What? I'm where? looking how, at it. Uh, yeah. The Rocky Mountains? How is the skiing? It is what? Did you see uh, – the, the skiing is great. Did of course, you, you know, my son now, he's a snowboarding professional. I have to remind him, oh, yeah. for 10 straight years, I would go down the mountain, and I would wait for you. <laughs> now, he goes down the mountain, and I can't find him, and I go in, and it's fine. I'm going to pre-ski at noon, so it's, it's fine with me. But, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's obviously because of the weather. The snow is great right now. So it, it looks like I'm going to have another couple of days out here. Oh, dear. Unfortunately. Now, did you, see, did you see uh, Baselli out there? He's also – we talked to him yesterday. He's out there somewhere skiing. I don't know if you're all in different venues, if you're in Vail or Aspen or Winter Park or Steamboat yep, yep. or wherever, but – He's out there yep. somewhere too. Yeah, we're in uh, we're in Aspen. Okay, uh, so uh, Snowmass Aspen. We're bouncing back and forth. This is one of our favorite places to go with the different mountains. Now you, you got all kinds of options. So one, it's I, fun. I asked Tony, and I'll ask you this question. We'll wrap it up with our buddy Lee Lockett. We appreciate coming on. Appreciate what you do for the high school kids too with the Lockett Law High School Report. My pleasure. Uh, My it's pleasure. great stuff. But I, I let me ask you this, Lee. Uh, uh, do you still, now you're not a spring chicken anymore. You're not, you're not, you're not the 35 year old Wolfson high school product who could, you know, was, was a, a, a good young athlete. You I st- was 35 once. Though. You were, do you still, do yeah, you still attempt the, the blacks on the, on the slopes? Do you go down the black I do, routes? I, I do. Ooh. Um, you know, I, I, I won't do a mogul. I'm a snowboarder, so I don't want the moguls, but yeah. I mean, give me a nice, just an open seat. Uh-huh. Black with uh-huh. no trees, no bumps. Okay. I'll do that. You'll That's do that. where I draw the line. That's it. Okay. Nothing more. All right. I like that. I like that. Well, listen, it's it's good news, bad news for you. Uh, you're probably ready to get home. You've been out there. You've enjoyed it, but it's probably go time. And now you're you're stuck like rest of America. I believe uh, one of my colleagues is perhaps driving back from Pennsylvania as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> 
bit of fun. So it's a tough. Not doing that. No, you'll wait this one out for a flight. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, it's I great. Get, well, right. I could be I, I could be caught in uh, worse places, so I can't get That's right. Too long, so That's right. We'll, we'll see what happens. Say hi to the family. Great catching up with you. Appreciate the time, Lee. Thanks, buddy. We'll do, Dana. All right, Have there fun. he goes. Lee Lockett, our friend from Lockett Law. Know before you blow. Uh, a great sponsor of the program and has done a lot of good things in the community uh, through a lot of years and He's having a good time, by the way. He's out there and stuck in Aspen. I guess you can't be stuck in Aspen, can you? You really can't be stuck. If you're there, you know, I understand. Look, again, he was going to go to the Cheez-It Bowl and watch his Knowles play. So, uh, But stuck in Aspen is not such a bad place to be stuck, is it? Especially if you're in a good place to be stuck. Yeah, he's you know? in a good place to be I know stuck. I'll be, if I'm stuck, I'm freaking out. Lee don't seem like he worried about it. No. <laughs> Lee's like, I'm going back to bed. Appreciate coming on the show. Uh it's uh, probably like seven o'clock out there, I guess. Uh, so yeah, he's he's got a lot going on. So um, always good to to uh, catch up with him. And again, he's a he does our Lockett Law High School report each and every Tuesday. Uh, took the last one off because of uh, well, it's Christmas vacation, people. Christmas vacation. I did mention Orel Gray, thirty-two points on the basketball court last night. Best football player in in the town. Pretty much won all the Player of the Year awards, and um, now here he is. Uh, e, let me ask you a question. Who is the biggest NFC surprise this year? The biggest NFC yeah. surprise? Is it, is it uh, uh, well, we have the Eagles, the Vikings, the Niners, and the Bucks. I don't think any of those are, if you were going to pick one of those, that's a surprise. You might say the Eagles. You might say the Vikings. I would say Vikings at 12 and 3. Yeah. Now, they've gotten, Lady Luck has shined on them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 one-score games, they've won them all. Um. So then I start, okay, well, what about the wild card teams? I think to me, I think the biggest surprise in the NFC, I'm going to lean towards, they both have seven and eight records. One is a surprise that they're better, and one is a surprise that they're worse. The Green Bay at seven and eight, oh, okay. I'm surprised. I thought they'd be better. Right. I will say that. Seattle at seven and eight. Yeah, that's a big surprise. I'm too. shocked. Yeah. I thought Seattle two games, yes, right. was toast. Mm-hmm. And Geno's play and how they responded and what's happened in Denver. Um, to me, in the NFC, that's the biggest surprise. In the AFC, could say it's us for sure, right? Man, come on! I had us winning six at the most, yeah, or six or seven, yeah. If we got lucky, yeah, eight. And I guess I don't know if we're lucky, but we're, I didn't think that we would be playing this good. Although the especially o- after last year, the other team that you would have to probably put in as surprise is the Broncos. That's another one. I mean, they are four and eleven. That entire conference, four and eleven. I mean, that is never, never saw that coming. But also the Raiders. I didn't think that they would be this. That's bad. disappointing. Six and nine is disappointing. You're right. But the Chargers and Chiefs kind of making up for it. Okay. And the Chargers and Chiefs are, you know, the Chargers could be dangerous. They could be doing oppo Charger stuff. I'm Usually still, they, they fade away. And eh. I'm still seeing that hit from Derwin James. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't see it. I hear it. That's the loudest hit I've ever seen. Heard. Loudest hit I've ever seen really doesn't it make could, sense. It could be the loudest hit I've ever seen. It could Holy be. Holy cow, man. I mean, that was. 
And see, the Jags, like you said, well, I had them winning six. I had them winning seven. So seven and ten, well, they're seven and eight. So hopefully they go nine and eight, win the division. But the fact that the division stinks has now allowed us to possibly make the playoffs. But again, we've beaten good teams. So I will continue to beat this drum. You never know. If you get in, take advantage. Why not us? Why not now? Why not? Why not, dude? Why not beating the... Now, the Bengals and Bills play this weekend with big-time ramifications. That's going to be a game. Man. I kind of like the Bengals. I like the Bengals a lot, too. It's in Cincinnati. I kind of think Cincinnati might be the best. See, Cincinnati's in Kansas City's head. Now, if they go beat Buffalo, they're going to win their division. Buffalo's going to lose the one seed to the Chiefs in all likelihood. So... There's a lot still moving parts here going around in the in the NFL, and it's the way they wanted it. We'll start getting playoff, or not playoff. People have been asking me, when are we going to know when the Jags play next Sunday or Saturday? I've been saying all along, I'm almost positive they'll get flexed to one of the three. There's two Saturday, one Sunday. Two Saturday, one Sunday. I believe they'll get one of those. Three games. And I guess we'll find out after the games Sunday. So Monday. Makes sense. Monday night football has its best game. That's Buffalo. That's Buffalo and Cincinnati this week. That's the Monday night game. So that's the that's the Monday night football's best game of the year. So that's for you, Joe Buck and uh Trey. Joe Buck was a whiny bee on uh on Van Pelt the other night. Did you see that? No, I saw you tweet about it. Or somebody I mean, the guy's are like complaining because he's, I just stand here and you ask Aikman the questions. Well, yeah, he's Aikman. You're Joe Buck. And and Van Pelt was pretty good, but I think he was a little shook. Like, God, why are you being a jerk, man? We're all on the same team here. It's part of your deal. I'm sorry you have to stay and answer questions. Maybe next year it'll just be Aikman. Maybe they should just say, hey, Joe, don't worry. You can leave. But you and Aikman are best friends. You probably leave together. So you're going to have to wait for me to do the live hit with Scott Van Pelt. This is what Monday Night Football is all about, Joe. You signed a contract. Stand there and look good. Shut up. Get paid millions, man. Stop cyberbullying Joe Buck. Sorry, Joe. I mean, it was kind of snippy. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. He was kind of a D-bag. It's kind of how I would. Well, I just stand here. You keep asking Troy questions. <laughs> well, yeah, because I want to know what Troy thinks. He's a Hall of Famer. Right. You're a play-by-play. Sorry. I mean, I, you're one of the best play-by-play, but he's a Hall of Famer who played. His and, job is analyst. And he's pretty good at it. I never really asked for you anyway. They said you got, you got Aikman and Buck, and I got to think up questions for you every week. <laughs> Let's come back and see. Uh, maybe there's some headlines. Maybe we'll see what's trending. Maybe we'll, both. Dis- we'll discuss in the break next on The Drill. All right, welcome back. On the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, one Guggen says it's going to be a misery Monday. And everybody at 1010XL has the Jags making the playoffs. Well, yeah, we think we're going to make the playoffs, so I'm not going to back off that. Why would I? We're going to the Super Bowl! And B, 
A negative Nelly. I mean, come on, man. I mean, we're favored over Houston. We'll be favored over Tennessee. We're better than Houston. We're better than Tennessee. Go get, go kick rocks, buddy. I mean, can we have some fun here and enjoy the ride? Do you want to? Well, I just, I don't know. I've done it to us many times. Hey, what if we? You want me to do Danny Downer? Is that what you want? You want me to pump up the po- the masses here, boy? You want a packed house at the bank? This is what you live for, the competition. You lay it on the line, dude. You don't sit here and worry about whether you're going to win or lose. You go say you're going to win. You can be brash, confident. This is our time. This is our house. We're paying them back. For an egregious crime that occurred here some 23 years ago. So, yeah. Plus, I think they're going to make the playoffs like everybody else. Why? Trevor, greater than Mills. Trevor, greater than Wills. Willis. Mills and Wills. (laughs) Trevor, greater than. That's why. All right? I mean, I ain't, you know. And then I want to go to the postseason. Then I want to play our butts off, and I want to try to win a playoff game at home. And then maybe go to Kansas City or Buffalo and see what the heck happens, man. I want to have some fun around here. These fans deserve it. And the city going to be so crazy. City. City deserves it. Not going to be kicked around anymore here. No more jokes, jackasses. <laughs> What's trending, E? You want to see? All right. Number five. This one kind of it touched me a little bit, Dan. All right. I like to get touched. <laughs> <laughs> you remember East Bay Magazine? Which one? The East Bay yeah. catalog. Yeah. Well, East Bay is closing for good at the end of 2022. Oh, no. Yeah. I remember, like, ordering East Bay magazines just to look through them. Yeah. Never ordering anything. Yeah. And you can get any and everything from the East Bay magazine. Now, like, the sneaker culture has grown and inflated so big. Like, the shoes that that were featured in East Bay, like, Mm -hmm. you can't get those anymore. I'm talking the exclusive Jordans, pennies. Nikes, whatever you wanted, you could go to the East Bay magazine and you could get them. But East Bay is closing its doors. It started as a mobile clinic around central Wisconsin, and um, it had a brick-and-mortar store. It later grew into a business with mail-order retailers and had over 400,000 subscribers. Wow. But East Bay is closing its doors at the end of 22. Also, another shoe store that's closing its doors is Foot Action. Growing up, I would say I wasn't a sneakerhead, but I was into sneakers. You know, one thing I always wanted to make sure is I had like a cool pair of sneakers. And Foot Action was the place I would frequent in the Orange Park Mall. Shout out Orange Park Mall. But uh, Foot Action is also closing their doors. Really? Yeah. But change you know, is coming. Even. Change is coming. There's a lot of sneaker boutiques out there, and that's the new wave. Number four. FBI's most wanted murderer. 
found in Mexico. Got him. <laughs> posing as a yoga instructor. Got him. For 12 years. Oh, in a while. For 12 years. Students of a yoga, in- yoga instructor, Leon Ferreira, uh-huh. uh, in Guadalajara, reported him missing a week before Christmas when he disappeared while, while walking his two dogs. Mm-hmm. His friends filed a report for, you know, a gentleman's name when they, the, the report came back and said, well, this person really doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, Ferreira, who's in his alias was Jorge uh, I ain't gonna even try to pronounce the name. Okay. He was a man who fled the U.S. after allegedly murdering a young lady, an accountant, and a professor at the American University in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yoga instructors can't don't trust them. Don't trust them. Number three. He, uh, I'm just looking at the popular baby names coming out. Uh huh. And this is from New York City, but it kind of floats along. But on the lady side. Fifth year in a row. What do you think the most popular female name is? Five years straight. Bailey. Nah. Unique. That's more unique. Not that many Baileys out there. Okay. Uh, How about Jennifer? Emma. Okay. Emma. Most popular female name for the fifth year in a row. A lot of Emmas out there. Boy's name? Patrick. Good one. Liam. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Liam. I know a couple of Liams. I don't really know any Emmas. Liam and Emma. You know what they're not naming girls anymore? Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Famer Ed Reed. Yes. To be the head coach of Bethune-Cookman College. All right. Super Go Bowl, get him, Eddie. Super Bowl champion and nine-time Pro Bowl selection with the Baltimore Ravens. Has agreed to become the next head coach for the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. BCC's won six MEAC championships since 2000, but has struggled since joining the SWAC what in up, 2021. Swack? I, think the, I think what happens is, and Dion proved that you can do it, there's two things. One, great players don't always make great coaches. It's true. In, in fact, more, more than not, they make bad coaches. Okay. Great players, it comes to in a different way, easier, some would say, uh-huh. than regular players, so they have a hard time teaching it. Why don't you get this? Because I don't know what, I don't see how you see that. Uh, exactly. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's number one. And number two, coaches who have had that kind of success, like Ed Reed and Dion, and again, Dion disproving it, have a ton of money. So money ain't the driving force. Right. Right now, Ed Reed's not getting paid an unbelievable amount of money at Bethune, just like Dion didn't get paid unbelievable amount of money at Jackson State. But Dion bet on himself and parlayed that into a great job at Colorado. Maybe Ed Reed wants to try that, or maybe Ed Reed just wants to go to Bethune and see what he can do there. I don't know. Ed Reed was one of the few people that I was starstruck when I met him. You said that, yeah. Yeah, I love Ed Reed. One of my favorite players of all time. Let's see how, and I don't know, but he's been there for a little bit now. I'm pretty sure. I want to see Eddie George is a head coach at Tennessee State. Hasn't he? Has he been there for more than a year? Let's see what Eddie George has done. Two years, five and six and four and seven. So, Eddie George, nine and 13 in his two seasons at Tennessee State. It's just interesting. And then Trent Dilfer going to UAB. 
And the, the, the issue is these aren't guys without a lot of coaching experience going right up to the top. So, mm-hmm. Did anyway. you know that Reggie Theus is the athletic yeah. director at BCC? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Good for him. Number two. Oh, number two. J.J. Watt has mm-hmm. announced his retirement. Oh, the J. I commonly refer to him as the Jaguar killer. Has 17 sacks against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Three-time defensive player of the year. There was one team he had more sacks against. More? Yeah. So if it wasn't the Jags, it has to be either be the Colts. Correct. Yeah, it yeah. has to be some other division. Yeah, it's in the division. 18, yeah. It was 18, 17, and uh, maybe 13. I don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah, he had 18 against the Colts, 17 against the Jags, and then like 13 or 14 against the Titans, I think. Number one. And number one, man, I woke up to this, man. Number one. Sorry, Dan, but Luca goes crazy against oh, the New God York. God dang. <laughs> He started at 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, Enough. man, Luka, had, Luka scored 60 points, 21 rebounds, and oh. 10 assists. First time ever that an NBA player has had a 60 By the way, point. Uh, Coach Driscoll mm-hmm. uh, pointed out to me, texted me, and I appreciate that. Uh, only five guys in the NBA are allowed five. to rebound. Okay. Remember I said there were five and not six? Now, was that always the case? No, he said it's a rule oh, now. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, so that's interesting. Mm, okay. Well, Luca, back to Luca. Back to Luca. It's always um, back to Luca. Whole <laughs> freaking show. First about time, Luka. first time in NBA history, anybody recorded a sixty-point triple double, <laughs> and Luca did it last night against the New York Knicks. I'm changing the subject because I'm so sick of talking about it. What a performance! But on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, I'm going to need you e to rule on this. You're the judge. Uh, I took a fish hook through the finger. It left a hole. Does that count as a piercing? If so, I have three points. Um, no, no, it does, does not count. count as a piercing. Needs to have it, it unless it was in for at least I don't yeah. know. Let's say an hour and a half. Did you put a? Did you put like a ring through it? Right. <laughs> did you put a diamond stud in it? That does not count. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's trending. That was well done, my friend. Now, E, you're uh, you're got a couple days off. Yeah, you're gonna go hang out with Gritty. Do you call Gritty Gritty? Um, no, I call him never s- snacks. Oh, that's his. Yes, yeah, his name. I really snacks. like you. I like you. Kind of work the Gritty in a little bit uh, once in a while. What up, Gritty? What up, Gritty? Yeah, he, no, no snacks. <laughs> snacks. What does snacks mean? Where does that originate? Um, him. We like a lot of the same snacks. Okay. Like Gushers, mm-hmm. uh, Cheez-Its. Okay. And like whenever mine go. By the way, I learned yesterday, Cheez-Its is incorrect. It's not. It's there's a, If you have one, it's a Cheez-It. If you have more than one, it's Cheez-It crackers. Oh, wow. It's not Cheez-Its, which everybody thinks it is and will continue to think it is. And it was dumb that they said it, but it came from the Cheez-It bowl. Mm. Anyway, you're taking a couple of days off is what I started with. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a couple <laughs> days off and um, won't get to talk to, to the people before the, uh, before the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, in April, I assumed the position as uh, the producer for the drill. Mm-hmm. And when it first started, I won't, I won't lie, it was a little rough. You know, it was a lot to, to learn. Mm-hmm. Working with Dan and Jeff. It's not easy. The 6 o'clockers, it's the tough. 7 o'clockers, 8 o'clockers, yeah. 9 o'clockers. It was, it was tough. It was mm-hmm. a transition. But here we are, December 20... We're heading to 2023? 28th. Yeah. And as we head into 2023, I, I got to say, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate all the support. And anything that I do, just interacting with people on the text line. Mm-hmm. And just in general, people will call just to talk to me. And I really enjoyed it. 
2022 was a, a good year for me, and I just look forward to 2023 working as a producer, as the drill, and just growing. Well, we appreciate you. And, uh, again, uh, uh, a hat tip for the sock drive. Yes, sir. And uh, giving back to the community and enjoy a few days with uh, snacks. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. So, again, if you're, am I working the board tomorrow? <laughs> am I coming in at 6 a.m. and firing up the board? That ain't my business. Okay. So, that possibly could be. Potentially. Do I need any kind of quick, if I had to go in there, Mm-hmm. And the show was on. Would I know what to hit to even open the microphone? Yeah, just I just go find this right here. Uh huh. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> or how about them jacks? Thank you, Trevor. That's all. I'll just keep playing that over and over. I just don't know if it'll go out to the masses. I may be talking to myself <laughs> if I am working the board. Don't know what we're going to have tomorrow. We shall see. It'll be a, it, could be a, it could be a wonderful surprise. I do know that scheduled to appear tomorrow are Dr. Kevin Murphy, mm-hmm. the cat, mm-hmm. Riley Skinner, mm-hmm. and Chris Doring. Mm-hmm. So that's the Thursday sketch, which ain't bad, but you will not be here. No, man. And Jeff will Tango not be here. Caso de Lunes. <laughs> but I will. This is the drill. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. I have a question for either of you, E or Tony. I just saw this and I would have never got the answer. So uh, see if you guys can. Um, A.J. Brown has 80 catches and Devontae Smith has 79 catches for the Eagles this year. Okay. All right. The team record for catches by a wide receiver is 88. Do you know who holds the team record? For the Eagles? For the most receptions by a Philadelphia Eagles receiver. Yeah. Oh, receiver. I was going to say Zach Ertz. Yeah. No, it's a receiver. It's a um, wide receiver. The way you're asking it makes me feel like it's a weird answer. It is kind of weird. So, to me. Maybe it's not to you guys, but it is to me. So, uh, not Mega Sean? You know him. No. Uh, Freddie Mitchell. Deshaun Jackson had 82 right. in 2013. Mm. That's not it. Macklin. Jeremy Macklin is very good. He's 85 in 2014. This guy had 86 and 88 as T- the two best. T.O.? Nope. That's a good guess. Yeah. How about ready? Yeah. Irving Fryer. Wow. Oh, it's that long ago still. Wow. Would you guys have thought that? No. no. Okay. Then I'm not weird. I'm not cracking up. Irving Fryer? Yeah. 88 wow. and 86, most receptions in, by a wide receiver in Eagles history. Soon to be broken by A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. <laughs> Looks like it, yeah. But we're talking Jags today. That's coming up momentarily. Tony's here. Mike's here as well. And uh, what do you got cooking? Uh, we got our question of the day today asking. Talk to me. Look, we know the stakes for Week 18 are clear. Yes, sir. The division championship's going to be on the line. Yes, sir. Uh, Jags will still be alive, though, for a wild card spot when the game against the Texans kicks off on Sunday. Yes, sir. So the question of the day is asking what player or players, if any, mm-hmm. would you rest this week against Houston knowing what's on the line in Week 18? Okay. Well, I would say, personally, uh-huh. I kind of agree with what Baselli told me yesterday. If they're kind of banged up, you know, like if Trayvon Walker could use another week, mm-hmm. all right. But I want to play to win. Sure. Because 
even though there's like five different things that have to happen to be a wild card team, those five are not yeah impossible. Well, to and you don't know the results of any of them when you're kicking when off. When you're kicking on off, Sunday. okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm playing to win. I am playing to win. Yeah, and and I want to beat Houston, man. It'd be nice to get that monkey off the back. I mean, too, and, yeah. and I want to go eight and eight with a chance to go nine and eight, which sounds just it's better feel, than an eight and nine division uh, champion. You know, yeah. I mean. Feels better, at least. I'm still amazed, Tone. I've been harping on this for two days, but one division title in the AFC South in 20 years. This is the 21st year. Mm. One, 17, that's it. Yeah. Colts, nine. <laughs> Colts have nine. Yeah. Texans have six. Titans have four. We have one. Huh? Let's so I say we must on the win. Board, yeah. yeah. The rest of the 20s. It needs it, the roaring twenties need to be back in Jackson. Yeah, no doubt. And we'll uh, check in with Donovan Darius this oh, morning as well. And John Ogier will join us for oh, the second hour. Load it up. We'll so have a great yeah. show. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mike and Tony coming up. It's Jaguars today. You have a good time off with uh, Little Gritty. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you in the new year. And uh, I will be here tomorrow. I don't know. I may be on the board. If I am on the board, bear with me. You we'll, got, you we'll got, work through it. You got this. Thank you, friend. Bueno estar de vuelta en el taladro.